When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When my mind's fucked up, I just don't care at all. I just hope you'll pick up when it's two or three. Girl, I'm way too drunk. I just don't care at all. I just hope you'll pick up when it's two or three. And I hope you do. I don't know. I think the singles are like probably the worst songs on there. And they're not even bad. Like I say, I say this all the time, man. Chris Brown, like, I don't think he can make a bad song. He just makes, he just makes songs that aren't as good as others. If that makes sense. They're never bad. (laughs) I can't think of a song, except for the ones where he's rapping for the majority of the time. Then I'm just like, okay, whatever. His voice just says, I don't know. There's a lot of artists that can go from singing to rapping, rapping to singing. I personally don't feel like Chris Brown's that person. When he raps, it reminds me of like when Justin Bieber raps. I'm just like, mm. why? Why is this happening? Sounds like kids bop. Kid yeah, bop. why is this going on? <laughs> I don't know. It just confuses me. But other than that, I, actually, I haven't. From the songs that I've listened to so far, I haven't heard him rap once. Which is good. Which is amazing. So I don't know. Hopefully, it stays that way for the remainder of the the album. But from what I've heard, yeah, there's no rapping. But just some solid, like some good songs, man. Forty-five, some fucking which means great that R and B. There's gonna be an initial wave of fines, and then it's gonna take time, and other songs are gonna grow on people. And well, the thing songs. is, like, he dropped three singles that all went platinum, double platinum before, like, almost a year now. <laughs> like, like the singles been out from like the start of the year. Mm. You know what I mean? Party was out um, with Gucci and Usher. What else? He had questions. Um, where he sampled the um, the Calypso what was it Calypso song? I don't even know what it oh, is. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calypso. It does sound like a Calypso song. But you know what I mean? It really does. Uh, privacy, I'm it's pretty like sure, was out song. as well. And and pills and automobiles was out. Wet, and wet, wet. High end was out. So he actually know. gave us five singles. Off of this, How does high end go? Should have been a, a indication that there was gonna be a lot of songs on this. High end was is one with future with future. I don't know if you've seen the video. They got a bunch of girls in different parts of the mansion. Yeah, it's just one of those. It's it's probably one of the my least favorite songs on there. That description literally describes like fifty videos. <laughs> I know within the past week on World Star. That's submitting. so sad. <laughs> like they have no ideas. Oh God, Toronto Toronto needs to. No, I shouldn't say needs to start stepping up. I would just say just in the, the condos, goons, the goons, man. Like, just stop with the Airbnbs. Yeah, there's so many alleyways and shit. Airbnbs, backwoods. Toronto has some grimy spots. Like, like I rate them because the songs are hard. Like right now, I told they're you, they're always in the Airbnb. Blanco is. Oh yeah, that's when you play. Oh last man, song. I'm banging that song. But like, we just need some new settings. We need some, you know, directors with some ideas to give to these artists because artists aren't necessarily going to be thinking about. 
their videos mm. and like you know what I mean. Some people are creative in in only certain areas, and yeah, they, they need, need help that help the from the team to be like, yo, okay, this is what we can do with the video, or this is what we can do. You know what I mean? Or like, what if we did this to like jog their creative muscle or something? Like but... rob rob a bank. We've seen a lot of that, but just just do that if you want to. You know, keep the goon good thing in. Shoot somebody. Oh my god! Like <laughs> what? On. Shoot someone. The idea is for them is to still maintain the the street look. The street look right now seems to be, get a condo, doesn't have to be furnished. Literally, get an unfurnished condo with windows with floor to ceiling windows. Backwood uh, wraps, and make sure to see in towers on the outside or yeah. the highway or whichever. And the only highway and then we p- have. Put up forty niggas in there, maybe three girls. A one-two couch. A one-two couch shot. That stepping on. Um. And that's it. And lots of bands. A enough slow money, motion. enough weed smoke. Slow that's motion girl walking into the bathroom and closing the door. And it's like we've been seeing that, like, I don't know. I feel like Chief Keef's first video was, like, that first one where I was like, okay. Cameras going, like, you're in fucking And they made it interesting. Vision. They made Cameras it interesting for the limited, right. you know, budget they had where they like, okay, we're going to shoot this in the house right now. I get that. But when you have time to plan a video... And Ray Tay Tay, you're not gonna f- come on. Getting a condo and all that stuff, it's it looks all right when the director's sick and the cameraman's sick and the effects are dope. But it gets it gets to a point where it's like, all right, guys, come on, can we do this in a deli? I miss a when they had mat. the budget or some shit. Like, can we do it? The yeah, like, well, I shouldn't say can we fun. do it in the laundromat because I'm pretty sure Puffy Els did his in the laundromat, which mm. I read. But like, we we got we gotta get more spaces. We gotta utilize some more spaces. For sure. There's uh, actually a, a, an app called Spaceify. Yeah, there is. <laughs> if y'all niggas looking for sets, use Spaceify. Airbnb can give you some homes, sure, but Spaceify can give you some spaces. Different types of spaces. Different types, you know, variety. Um, How's your week? Not bad. It's We're, getting colder and colder and it's colder. It's getting colder and colder. My throat is killing me right now. Yeah, bro, I was having a hard time drinking water last God night. God damn, you wake up in the, you, I don't know, am I the only one that wakes up in the morning and I like stuff nose, like my throat is sore. This has been happening for like months now. I don't know, and because the weather's I been I think like it a might be my flop. fan, because I have my fan on every night, cold or not. Are you? My, my room is nice and warm, so it's like, I like, and me, I can't sleep without fucking blankets on me, summer or not. Winter or not, I should say. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a blanket guy, too. So I wrap up. I cocoon myself. Yeah. And then fucking I throw on that fan. Just, you know, give it a good little balance. Makes me feel. Sometimes I picture myself on the beach. In the winter, my place is, like, maybe too hot. Maybe. Yeah, mine gets to a point like where it's, toasty like. Toasty as fuck. And I'm broke, so I live in one of those places where I can't adjust the heat. I like it like that, man. <laughs> they control They control my air, yeah. basically. <laughs> I like it when it's ultra hot in the in the winter. You know it's some shit when you gotta wait. You gotta wait to that first week when they per- turn on the heat in your apartment. And you hear the furnaces start and turning. First of all, they wait until the shit gets all right. Okay, it's cold now. Like give it. They give it you at least three, four days of like brisk. You're fucking freezing in yeah, your house. You're like, seeing your breath. up with a fucking beanie. You have to wear a beanie because that's how cold it is <laughs> in your room. Your feet are freezing. And then they're like, okay, so I guess yeah, it's here now. Because with Toronto weather, you got to kind of, you know, give it a give it a couple grace days to make sure that it actually is winter now. Because they'll go back to Fucking being 25 like, in two like days. That. Just so, boom. 
Back yeah. to summer weather. Yeah, wait till they, they kick it in. And when they kick it in, you're like, all right, did they put the settings to where I will enjoy this winter? Right? It's <laughs> like cause maybe, go, maybe they had, downstairs. Maybe they had like a meeting and decided what, what temperature they're going to set the whole building at. They should, they should just memorize what it was last year. They should have <laughs> something ticked off, like a red marker, because it, it, it was good last year. They should bring it to a vote. Like, I just had so many things go wrong in my apartment at once. It was insane. Yo, I just had a leak, too. You had a leak? Yeah, I, dog, leak I turned on my bathroom ago. sink, and the, at the bottom, like, under the yep, sink, it just, yep, like, yep, spitting yep. up. I had a leak, too, like that. I had one of those. You had to come fix that. Uh, my shower, for all of a sudden, just fucking... CLR didn't work? <laughs> I'll fight you. <laughs> those commercials came on way too much as a kid. <laughs> CLR? It's and now literally... they don't even have one. Yeah. They don't need one. What is CLR? <laughs> it cleans everything. That's Jeez, all I know. I, that's all I know is that like rust, oh, fucking cancer, what is it? herpes. It doesn't matter. Calcium, lime, on and rust. And good. Calcium, lime, lime and, and rust. rust. Yes. <laughs> oh, good God. Shout out to CLR. Um, but no, um, my shower, all of a sudden, that's literally nothing. Ha- all we of did nothing sudden. to it. It started working in reverse of the way... That you turn the actual faucet and uh, what? Yeah. And on top of what that, you started watch, it, watch this. This is how it broke my places. <laughs> on top of that, you gotta push in the actual like lever that you're turning. You gotta push it in. This is how you get the water on. Okay. First of all, it's going in reverse. Then you gotta push it in as hard as you can. And turn it as slow as humanly possible. <laughs> Do you know how broke you have to be to figure out that's that that's workout. how it even works? Because only broke people would be like, no, 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 I'm not giving up. No. <laughs> yeah, like, no, this is Like, not... we tried about 40 ways, and it was not turning on at all. And I'm like, hold on. Like, what What can we do here? When did your Pulled faucet? Out, it didn't work. Pushed in, didn't work. Pushed in and did it slowly. Works. When did your faucet start malfunctioning? Just overnight, literally. <laughs> it, uh, it started working in the it. opposite, bro. Nothing <laughs> happened to it, and when I learned how to turn it on, I didn't learn how to turn it off. So the first night that we learned how to turn it on, that bitch stayed on until the morning. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, why would you do that, that? My fucking washroom was a sweatshop. Why would it you... look like a sauna? It was ridiculous. Why would you leave the water running? We had no choice. Because you know how to turn it off. We couldn't. We didn't know how to turn it off. <laughs> We're trying to turn it off in like a billion ways. This shit wouldn't work. I fucking, I was so cheesy, yo. Yo, I was so bent. Woke up in the morning, I heard the shower, and that's the first thing I heard. And I was like, Ugh. like I was, I was bent. And friggin', um, and that's the other thing. Then when we learned how to turn it off and turn it on, the shit only had one temperature. Scorching hot. Mm. So niggas are like, yeah, put one body part in at a time and shit. A quick not, dip, not like, too, it's like a quick ting. It was getting ridiculous. You can't get man. your back or else you start doing the, the And arch. I emailed the, oh, the back <laughs> arch when you touch the water. You, ah! you start itching. Like, yeah, ah! yo, the itches are killer. Yo, the itches from hot water feel like chicken is pox Is that what chicken pox roids. is? Because I've never had chicken That's pox. That's what chicken pox is, fam. Oh, it's like that? It's like I that, like on, that but all. like... No, that's it, it's worse than chicken pox. Body. That's your whole body. That's your whole body. <laughs> nah, fam. That first when you get in the water and it's too hot at first. And you, I hope I and die that before back I get pushes chicken pox. Out, yo, dog. 
That's a serious thing. Man's about to do that enough this week. Do the T-Rex. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, fucking, I had to deal with that shit. Fucking Halloween, I'm hosting parties, so now I'm like, ah, I gotta get a costume for every party. Are you serious? Oh, fucking trick or treat, smell my feet, Ah, give me something good good to to eat. eat. Not too big, not too small. What is this? Just the size of Montreal. Is that the LGBTQ version? version? (laughs) (laughs) Getting a little dirty there at the end there, boy. Nah, man, I don't know what, maybe that's the Ottawa version. (laughs) <laughs> That's the Ottawa version. Yeah. Ottawa had their own remix. They would have their own fucking remix of Trick or Treat song. I hate Ottawa. So do I. I'm, I don't hate Ottawa. I just think it's oh, really boring. Boring isn't even what begins to explain the coolest the thing lack about Ottawa anything. is that fucking canal. Yeah, Vito Canal. That's like the coolest thing about Ottawa. It's pretty damn cool. In the wintertime, you could skate to work. If Toronto had a canal, it's lit. it'd be over. Yeah, it'd be kind of, yeah. It'd, it'd be, be like, oh, what rap. is Ottawa? It kind of They'd probably rap. change the capital. Like, <laughs> like, uh, we're uh, well, Toronto has a canal now, so. There's really no fault. Fuck Ottawa. In Ottawa. <laughs> we're pulling all our funding. Realistically, <laughs> I've always wondered why Toronto isn't the fucking capital. Because like, no one likes Toronto. But we run things, dog. Yeah, but Ottawa's very. <laughs> Only man's with a ball squad. Ottawa's, Ottawa's Only man's with a baseball squad. Ottawa's quite happy with their situation right now. Of course they are. They, don't, they wouldn't it's want. They're the, they're the stars, and, if you and they see don't have Ottawa, to be in the limelight. It's perfect It's like being famous and rich, and nobody knows who you are. It's like being the voice of a cartoon character. Yeah, basically. And you're just rich. You're famous. Nobody just knows chilling. who you are, but they adore you. Place is boring, but it looks really nice. It's really pretty. Ottawa is a cartoon character. It's really pretty to look at. Mm. I guess if you're into that. No, like it's scenic. Yeah, like it's just nice. I like buildings, yeah, blotting out the sun. It's scenic. <laughs> you like buildings blotting? Out. <laughs> well, I'm joking. Only when I go downtown, though. Mm. Downtown Ottawa is just not appealing at all. What? It's downtown? like half a street. Yeah, it's like a turn. <laughs> as soon like as you turn, turn in front of that like mall, a village off to the side. As soon as you turn in front of Rito, that's it. And and then you go past Rito and like past Once that you main pass block. XTC, that's it. <laughs> Nothing. There. Ottawa's finished. Um, they, Sussex Jive, where the prime minister. People in Ottawa lives. are lit though, like party wise and stuff. Par- well, Ottawa, start from Montreal, early. they know how to party. You start early. Yeah, they pre drink. They're very organized with the pre drinking shit. They know where it's at. Yep. Where to do it. Yep. Where to get your alcohol. Yeah, so I had to dress up, like, a bunch of times this week. I didn't fucking... What'd you dress up I didn't up even as? bother the second night. I just said, fuck it. I, I'll wait till Halloween actually is here. <laughs> and I'm doing a party. Yo, I'm over this shit. How so, long has Halloween been going for? Jesus, like a week? it feels like it's been two weeks of Halloween. I saw kids walking around on my way here to record this. I <laughs> want to, like, tell them, like, what the fuck? It's Halloween. What do you mean? I know. And then I'm like, wait, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, kid? Get inside. What yeah, the fuck like, you doing out on the street? Like a Dave still Chappelle wearing skit. a costume, like <laughs> my boy. Still wearing a costume, little nigga. Like, ah, uh, man, but uh, what's it called? I dressed up. I I was going out the first night. I was hosting a party, and completely like I was editing all day and shit. Completely did not think about costume shit, and last minute I had to have a costume, and so I went as man's not hot, Big Shack. <laughs> Because it was very simple. All I needed was my it was a goose jacket. That's it. And a hat. And so I was set. And I got inside. And it was actually the perfect costume. Because when I'm inside, everyone's like, aren't you fucking 
hot and I just got to say the line all night, man. It's not hot. Man's not hot. Try to tell me take off my jacket. I said, babes. So the costume was a functioning costume in that Very. it made people ask, the, ask question. the question, which led to you telling them exactly what the costume exactly. was. Exactly. So it's pretty much a marketing campaign in and itself. It's almost genius. That's borderline genius. If I had thought about the the repercussions and the like, you know how it would play out, then I would say it's genius. However, it just it was by chance. Yeah, I wore it. People asked. I said, "Oh, I have something here." Yep. <laughs> a lot of times, I'll take credit for those. <laughs> like yeah, something just happens. Something like, yeah, yeah. I fucking like I I knew wearing the jacket. People would fucking ask that, and then I'd get to ask. In like question. one of those short. Docs. I planned it all along. <laughs> one of those like mockumentaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fucking, um, I did that, and the jacket was entirely. I man's were hot. I'd like anyone to know that saw me that night. I was cooking, sweating bullets. I was cooking, based. Put me on the grill. I was ready, and um, but it was a good night. Second night did not dress up at all because I'm like I'll wait for Halloween night, which is tonight. Um, well, yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday, Wednesday. um, but, um, yeah, going out tonight, I'm going to be, uh, racism as I, as I planned, as I've been saying. Interesting. I saw someone as white privilege on the internet. That did was you go great. to Cozy? Yeah, I did. How was it? It was cozy. It was cozy. Mm-hmm. Nice. What were you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I said, fuck Halloween this year. Why do you fuck have to be it. counterculture all the time? No, I literally just, just didn't. Why? You, I didn't you think said you of were going to be Trayvon. At least you said that. Luke Cage, Not you didn't have any hoodies. What did I even wear? No black hoodies. No. You have no black hoodies. Not a blank one. You have no black blank hoodies. No, unfortunately, I don't right now. That's a sin. Go yeah. ahead, hit up a thrift shop. A lot of my clothes has been removed from my possession over the years. As um, in stolen? Stolen. What? Uh, you let Tings take your hoodies, bro. We got nah. We gotta no, make a no, PSA, no, 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 bro. No, 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 nah, man. Come on, man. Who stole your clothes, bro? Like moving amongst the years, some get lost. Nah, who stole your clothes, fam? No, I haven't lost a Air sweater out, in dog. years, bro. Get them out, bro. I haven't lost a sweater in years, Yo, if dog. If you're Ting out there with Jason's hoodie, yo, bring that back, fam. What's no hoodies. You, dog? It's never a hoodie. He has bed bugs, like a... fam. Bring it back, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had bed bugs. I don't know what other threats <laughs> gets a hoodie back. <laughs> right? It's got bed bugs in the linen, man. Just bring that shit back. In the linen. <laughs> in bed the bugs, stitching. Bed bugs are not a joke. I went to Ghana and uh, my aunt in the back room. It's just a back room room with mm-hmm. a mattress. Who knows how dirty that fucking mattress is? <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Moral of the story, it. the shit had bed Moral bugs. Moral of the story, Jason had sex no. on the mattress. The shit had bed bugs. <laughs> I slept on it. I woke up with fucking bites all over me. It was God damn. Well, gather round, children. It's time for a story. So me and my boy TJ, who I live with now, um, had an apartment back in 2008. I want to say 2008, 2009. Um, it was me, him, and his older sister. And uh, shout out to Juanita. And basically, Juanita. we're living there. It was like the greatest apartment ever. Probably two of the best years of my poor life, like... When you think poor life, good times, when you're rich, I'm going to think back to 2008, 2009 mm-hmm. for sure. And, um, yeah, we were living there. It was great. Um, everything was beautiful. Rent was so light. We're, we were laughing. We had a nice jobs finally, paying the rent on time finally. Everything was going good. Things are looking up. This is before 
right before I started the VJ search. Mm. Um, and so this girl came over. And at the time, Malvern was on the news for a bedbug breakout. Mm-hmm. Like that was like the hugest news for some reason. Like like how raccoons are on the news in the summertime. It's it was bed bugs then, and so it was bed bugs in Vern. I didn't know she went to Vern before coming to our house. So she comes to the crib. Where'd you go today? She has a backpack. She left. The, she comes over to the house. She goes somewhere. Forgets the backpack at our house. Okay, so the backpack's there for a couple of days. She comes, gets her backpack, collecting dust, leaves. Right. After that, it's just a series of events where TJ would wake up with numerous bites all over him. And I'm like, mosquitoes are loving you this summer, nigga. Like, you got some sweet blood, dog. And this guy's like, nah, nah, these don't even, like, look or feel like mosquito bites. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know what else bites you like that because I really did not know. Up until that point, I did not know that bed bugs were an actual thing. How come only he had the bites and you didn't? My bed had three mattresses on the floor. It was three mattresses on the floor, okay? So I don't know if it was because I was too high up and niggas didn't get their reach. Yeah, because, like, which mattress His do they mattress, like? He had one mattress on the floor at that time. Yeah, so that was the only mattress. So it's, like, easy access for that nigga. And friggin', we were sharing a room, and my, my bed was on the other side of the room. So I don't know what happened, how I did manage to like escape with not one bite. And that was the other thing. It was like, all right, if there are bed bugs, why is it, why am I not getting mm-hmm. bit? Like, why isn't it affecting me at all? So that was part of the reason why you didn't believe him at first. Well, I didn't even think bed bugs were a thing. You thought it was just I thought urban, that was just what parents myth. say to you, fucking to scare you into going to sleep to clean your don't shit. Let the bed bugs bite. Like it sounds like a fucking horror story. Like what? Why are you saying that? <laughs> It is a horror story. Like, no parent should ever say, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Bitch, clean your house. <laughs> Make sure everything is sterile and clean. Don't tell me don't let the bed bugs bite. I have no control over that. Those bed bugs don't care if your place is spotless. They are on that ass. They on that ass, house. boy. So fucking, yeah, we looked it up. We went to Google uh, at the library and shit. You went to Google? Yeah, we went did to Google the library. Tell you? Because niggas didn't have Wi-Fi. This is, how, this is show you the brokenness, the glow up. <laughs> I went from bed bugs to rocky uh, uh, piping systems. That, that That's what my life is right now. And um, yeah, we Googled it. Found out, you know, bed bugs are a thing. They're like mini vampires, apparently. Yeah. Blood suckers Blood that come out at night. Sucking motherfuckers. They only like the dark. They don't like the sun. They don't like light. So we're like, yo, this is some nasty ass shit. We can't live here. What the fuck? Did they show you like a? Like, find, I'm finding out. I gotta fucking bring my shit to a, a special cleaners. Did they show you like an ultra close up photo of one too? Yeah. I'm gonna Google one right yep. now. Yep. They showed you like what they look like and like where they hide. They can hide in the stitching of your clothing. Yeah, they hide in between. They can hide in your mattresses. Like it's just, it was a lot. So then we get home. And I, I can't stop thinking about it. Now, I don't want to touch anything in the house. And so I'm like, I, I went crazy. I started ripping open everything. I cut open our couch. I cut, up, cut open the futon. I cut open the mattresses. Like you're fucking DEA looking for drugs. Bruh, and I found them everywhere. They what? were The little bitches were everywhere, bro. And they re- now I'm getting they itchy talking so about quick. these Yeah, you talk about insects, you want to fucking scratch yourself. But they reproduce like crazy, bro. They just fucked. And they were everywhere. I'm like, I'm not living here, TJ. 
And it's like, okay, we'll like, we'll talk to the landlord. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not living here. They were literally, <laughs> they're everywhere. They're everywhere, bro. I went and put my clothes in laundry bags, went to the cleaners, got them fucking steamed, steam cleaned, and never brought them back to that house again. And I moved out that night. Shit. We all moved out that night. It's crazy. And it ended up going back. That cat, like, I ended up going from there to a friend's house downtown. Because I was downtown, that's how I ended up seeing the much music thing. Because I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. Unless you were there. That's when I ended up seeing it. Told Laith about it. Laith said he was going to do it. He's like, yo, you got to join. And that's how I joined the VJ search. Mm. Because of the fucking bed bucks. Interesting. See how it that kind of bolted my entire career. Bed See bucks. how it comes back. Synchronicity, folks. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. <laughs> but yeah, man. Bedbug saved the day. <laughs> saved the day. Wait, what? Um, but yeah. But yeah, that's my story with bedbugs, man. If you're just joining us, this is an extra gravy show. I'm Marlon. I'm Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we never did that, did we? No. Shit. <laughs> Oh um, um, man, but yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week on the interwebs. Hold um, up, this is my turn to start. Wait, your turn to start. With the was song. it my turn Hold to start on. with the songs? If it's my turn to start with the songs, then I'ma have to go with Chris Brown. Hope you do. Hope you do. Off the new album, uh, Heartbreak on a Full Moon. I don't. I don't know. What the hell that means? It sounds like an anime episode, but yeah, it really does. Heartbreak on a full moon. Um, Hope you do by Chris Brown. Uh, I just love the way he sampled Donnell Jones and went straight into Jacquees' sample right afterwards. Very dope. And uh, yeah, this album he's he's got some bangers on here, bro. He's got some bangers. I know for some people it's hard to support Chris Brown because blah blah blah. You mean because he's an abusive human being? Oh, he shows be repetitive. You gotta be transparent. Because <laughs> he's a drug abuser. <laughs> and a woman abuser. And a woman abuser. He's and a former. Harassing. Well, no, there was Karuchi. He also abused yeah. Karuchi. So I guess. And I another guess one pattern. who didn't say anything about. There's another one? We both know another one who Chris Brown was. Oh! Oh, you idiot! <laughs> but I mean, hey, hey, we're not gonna give that extra nope. the exclusive. <laughs> that exclusive. <laughs> me no want we'll nobody never come, come before. Nah, our text me, our our send lie up on me. Nah, man. Nah, no. no, man. So Although I mean, that would be fucking dog. We be on vlogs tomorrow, dog. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You don't want to be on Perez Hilton tomorrow, dog. No. TMZ, dog. Not even. Jeez. That'd be the worst place. Extra gravy. Turn up after that, you know. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> The show would be fucking lit nah. after that exposure, but now nah, we're we gonna save that for a special day. I think what you guys remember this day, remember <laughs> this day, and remember we have some extra gravy, fucking exclusive world premiere shit that we will unleash when we're rich enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys build up the show, y'all tell a friend, set it on, get this show popping. Then y'all get that extra gravy exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> but for now, we're going to keep that one under wraps. I don't, have, I don't have the funds to be sued. I don't have a retainer the right lawyers, now. The lawyers. No, I, I need a retainer money first, and then we can do that. 
But uh, yeah, do you have a good youth? I think it's time for our good youth of the week. Such a good blood youth. I like the good youths, that man. I do have a good. It's not bad youths in this movie. Only the good youths get awarded. Only the good youths. It's kind of hard finding good youths these days. It's hard to find a good youth, you know. There's only bad shit going on. A lot of bad things going on. It's either something terrible or it's like a four-year-old has just like discovered a new disease. Yeah, yo, there's this five-year-old kid I just watched fucking explain everything in a plane. You see what I'm saying? Which was ridiculous. I'm like, what was I doing at five? Peeing myself still? You see what I'm saying? ridiculous. Anyways. (laughs) My good youth of the week is not a person... The hell? Hmm. We giving androids good youths now? Hmm. My good youth of the week is Samsung. No. <laughs> My good youth of the week is Android 18. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Dragon Ball Super. Um, no. My good youth good of is... the week is Bart Simpson from. Uh... <laughs> I was watching this episode and it just took me. And... <laughs> nah, fuck that nigga. My good youth is Black Lives Matter. Did you just say fuck Bart Simpson? Hold yeah. on. Let's rewind. <laughs> You say fuck Bart Simpson? I did, really quick. Why? Is he misogynist? I don't even Why know. Why aren't y'all canceling Bart Simpson? I don't know if he's misogynist. Bart's a misogynist. But how? I don't know. He only had that one episode with a girl. Yeah, and he got fucked over. Yeah. I think that, that episode really sparked my, my trust issues with women. That episode was like when we were all around I've that met age. girls like her and thought about that cartoon. Yeah, that like episode. so cool. I've met girls like her. What which was is kind of She was from the other place? She was from the other town? Shelbyville? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. She had black hair. She was evil. What a bitch. Mm. And she left with that guy on the motorcycle. Cunt. There's always a guy on a motorcycle. Always a guy on a motorcycle. What did Black Lives Matter do? Uh, So they were awarded with the Sydney Peace Prize. So this is the first time the prize has been awarded. Sydney Peace Prize? Yeah, Sydney Peace Prize. They're giving Sydney Poitier's penis to somebody every year? Oh, my God. What's going on? Peace as in... (laughs) Keep the peace. Oh, okay. You Not gotta, peace see, as in two pieces. You gotta, you a know, mold of Sydney Poitier's <laughs> penis. Sydney <laughs> Peace Award. Like what? <laughs> no. Yo, is... that would be the greatest shit. <laughs> Here's your dick. Oh my god! In a mold. In a, a mold. Casting. <laughs> Sydney Poitier got like mad veins. Jesus. <laughs> I remember that one line. He gets a vein every time he's oppressed. Oh my god! (laughs) So the City Peace Prize, they gave it to BLM for obvious reasons, um, for all they've done for the movement and starting for putting these cops on lock. You know what I'm saying? Putting the cops on blast, putting them on lock for whatever. Put them on lock. You can't come to the Pride Parade, my guys. (laughs) You know, Uh, they get five hundred thousand. So I guess that can go towards their efforts. But five hundred thousand dollars. Who gives out this award? Uh, whoever the Sydney Peace Prize jury is, so they chose a, to award them. It's just a jury called the for this one. It's like the Nobel Peace Prize, then. Pretty much, but I don't know if black. it's as, if it's as. It's like the Black Nobel Peace Prize, right? Essentially, Sydney Potier. I mean, he was a he was an activist. No, I don't think it has to do with Sydney Potier. It's not that guy. No. Oh, okay. Because his name is spelled with an I. This oh, is okay. Sydney. This is in Australia. Oh, well, see, there's two Sydneys. There's two pieces. You got to be more (laughs) split in this. (laughs) 
<laughs> I really thought that Sidney Poitier was giving someone 500 grand a year. I'm like, God damn, nigga. And, an, and a casting of his dick? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's $500,000 and my cock. Here you go. How you doing? That's great. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. Every year you're awarded my dick. That's terrible. And 500000 That's some boss shit. Why I'm going to make an award where dick. I give out a mold of my dick every that's, year. And that's disgusting. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. Why would anyone want a molding of your dick? Why wouldn't they? Ah. Especially if I'm on Sidney Poitier level. Like, that's legend status. Oh if Will Smith was giving out a molding of his dick every year with $500,000, you wouldn't want to win that shit? No. Fuck the dick. Not at fuck the dick, but I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> you see? I mean like, exclude the dick. $500,000? You're basically getting $500,000 to have a dick award. You wouldn't, get fi- you wouldn't take $500,000 right now to get a dick award from Will Smith. But what's the award called? Is it called the Will Dick Smith Award? Will Smith Dick Award. <laughs> and what am I getting the award Will's for? Will's Peace. Because <laughs> the 500000 might not be worth the okay. years. <laughs> it's not, might not be worth <laughs> the years and years Are you saying what age dick are we giving? <laughs> no, I'm saying I don't want to be known Will Smith dick. in history for getting an award to shape Oh, so like who's going to know? And where will it be shown? It'll be forever if it's Will Smith. Definitely. $500,000 is worth my life. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) It's a good investment. Listen, if Kim K could turn around the tape, you can turn around a dick award. Getting a dick award? It's not like you made the dick. I can't sell that. I mean, you do got to hold it on stage. A uh, fucking short documentary about how I got a dick award. (laughs) The Sachette Dick Award. I can't sell that shit. (laughs) No, nah, but um, BLM's putting in work. Cool for them to see you get them award. Mm-hmm. It's also nice that there's not a leader of BLM, and I like that they didn't do that. Oh, there's no leader. So it stays as a movement. It could risk turning into an Amber Rose situation, though. Huh? <laughs> there's no leader of the slut walk. Amber Rose came and took that shit. <laughs> if I'm a celebrity that's struggling mm. right now, I'm going to start rocking BLM hard. Like, Chrisette Michelle could use BLM right now in her life. After all that Trump stuff that happened. I mean, there's no, like, leader, but there's co-founders. Well, yeah, naturally. But, I mean, there's no, like, I am the spokesperson and head no, and so when face I, I of guess, BLM. I guess like, they choose a different person to speak every time. And when they speak in public, there's, our, there's always, like, a group. three of them. Nice. On some Black Panther shit. Like, one speaking, masks. two standing on each side. They should all wear certain colored masks. And they wear the same colored mask all the time, and they come and speak. That'd be kind of cool. What like superheroes. That'd be kind of lit. You know, just spice things up, get people's attention. Masks. 48 hours of power, you know? Stand out. No? Not feeling it? So they should wear masks. Like a Rey Mysterio mask. Like, different color, each person. <laughs> <laughs> just so that we can have characters. Like, we just be like, okay, that that's that one, you know? They got names, Instagram pages. Rey Mysterio is kind of lit. I mean, Rey Mysterio's mask is super lit and iconic. Luchadore. Luchadore. Nacho! I must have watched half of that movie once. Yeah, I think I fell asleep. Nacho Libre? There's a lot of 
dry Caucasian humor. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really accustomed to at the time. No. If you who's, want to call it that. Who's your good you of the week? Ah, my good youth of the week. My, my, my. What a time. There's a young man who cuts homeless people's hair mm. for free. Nice. Okay. And you might be at home thinking, oh, he cuts homeless people's hair. Okay. What a very nice young man. He's a good youth. But no, no, no. No, no, sir. He's not my good youth. My good youth of the week is the man who gave him his own barbershop mm. to continue cutting Getting free haircuts. Homeless people's hair for free. Can we give it up for Sean Johnson one wow. time, ladies and gentlemen? Can we give it up for Sean Johnson? Gave this man a fully renovated, basically new barbershop that will offer services to those in need to Brent Brennan Jones, who is the guy who is cutting the hair. Given to him free of charge. He said, listen, I've got a building. I want you to come check out. He said, do you like this place? I said, yeah, I like it. He tossed me the keys and said, it's yours. It's yours. Take it. <laughs> it's yours. Shout out to Troy. Shout out to Brad Pitt. Dog, that's amazing. Who does that these days? No one. Who does that any days, really? Mm. I'm not gonna act like this is something people people used to see, people used to do. Like hey, back in the days, never back in my day. Toss you the key for the building, <laughs> tell you it's yours, <laughs> tell you it's yours, and leave. Nah, those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. When I was in there, Sean Johnson himself knows That's about sick. the path from struggle to success, having to rebuild his life. When I was in there, I went to school, learned how to cut hair. My mother paid for my license, and I'm not going to let my mom down. You, you did mama you, proud, sir. Mr. Johnson. You did mama proud. From incarceration to successful owner of Taper's Barbershop, Johnson plans on expanding down Old York Road to another shop he bought and renovated. But me meeting Brennan changed that. He's experienced success and now says he is more focused on community significance. Mm. And I wish a lot of these football players would take heed of this and like use it as an example. This guy changed his life, got some money, could have made more money, and said, nah, I'm going to do something for the community. I'm going to do something for my people. Well, hopefully a trend starts where we see black athletes and celebrities or whatever really start to invest in their neighborhood, like seriously. I'm and then you can changes, see, man. You can see it start to grow even more. And then, you know, I'm seeing a lot of changes. Even I, I noticed this week, um, completely off topic, but I noticed this week a, a lot more black men appreciating black women. Yeah. I'm seeing it a lot more now. Like, I'm talking, especially with Halloween costumes that are coming out, seeing black men just being like, man, there's nothing that compares to the black woman. Or like... I can't believe a black woman invented costumes. That's not like some shit Tyrese would say. That <laughs> please don't do that. Don't Tyrese that sentence. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was thinking. He's the worst. You know me sitting here thinking. That guy is annoying as hell. Have you been seeing his Instagram shit? No, catch me I've up. I've never seen. I kind of heard cry briefly. for help. What's he doing? Is He's he good? Just He's just being an attention seeker. It's like it's insane at this point. Is he okay? I don't know. I have no idea. But 
he has um his court cases and uh, I guess custody for his daughter he's fighting for. But it's like I don't even know if his daughter has Instagram, but he just keeps putting like videos up and basically acting like he's talking to her in the caption. And like the other thing that's bad what? about this is that like we all knew it's not like he hit his daughter or anything like that before. Hid, not hit. Oh. It's not like oh. he hid his daughter. But you're seeing her now more than ever. Like more than ever you're seeing her now. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. And before he goes into court, he's got to take this picture with his girl and with the kiss on the forehead and caption with the prayer. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. And I don't know what's going on. Uh, the, the, the captions are just so so much more attention-seeking than even normal for Tyrese. Ooh. The hashtags, everything, it's just a lot. So I don't know. Pray for Tyrese, yo. Who tells you celebrities what hashtags you? How are you going to act like that? Weird celebrities. How are you going to act like that? These are not the signs of lovemaking. Brandy has some weird Instagram Brandy habits, too. She's just weird. Wouldn't you be weird if you killed somebody? And no one talks about it? No one talks. Brandy is a murderer. She ran someone <laughs> over. She she killed somebody. Deadass killed someone with her car. Who else? Matthew Broderick? I think that's his name. What did he do? Ferris Bueller? What do you do? I think he killed somebody too, same way. Think? Drunk driving in, in Europe, apparently. I heard a story that um the the studio must have paid like some stupid amount of money to settle out of court f- about it. Really? And get it like just cleared up because of Ferris Bueller's day off. And apparently he killed somebody like drunk driving. <laughs> I I I don't know. I've never looked it up. I've never. So this is something somebody was telling me. Oh, two lost lives in an Irish town. Interesting. What? That's it. So it's real. He what killed two fuck? people. People magazine. Inspector Gadget killed two people. This motherfucker. You son of a bitch. Matthew Broderick forgiven for killing a mother and a forgiven, daughter. forgiven by the family. God. Oh, to be white. <laughs> I've never heard of a nigga being forgiven. That is incredible. 1987. That, 1987. When did Ferris Bueller come out? I don't know. After the filming of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Told you. So it is true. When Broderick and the co-star were dating. See, so it is true. Wow. Shit. Wow. Wow. Guess how much he was fined. <sighs> this is according to contactmusic.com. Guess, Guess how much he was fined? fined? I'm gonna go with something ridiculous. Fifteen thousand. A hundred and fifty dollars US. Are you? F- <laughs> That's what this shit says. No, no, bro. no, no, no. Are you? F- are you fucking kidding me? That's what this shit says. Unless someone made a typo on this. He article, took two bro. lives and was fined a hundred and fifty US. It says the young actor was fined just a hundred and fifty US. So, so they two knew Irish they lives. They're basically are saying worth a pair of Jordans. Basically. If that. Two Irish lives are worth a, G- a pair of J's. Mm-hmm. Some aquas. Some eights. Basically. Wow. 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 That That's is, messed up. That is almost as messed up, if not more messed up, than the kid who got out after three months for rape. That's just... Wow. Oh, that white kid? Yeah. That fucking clown. 
That is that is crazy. That that leads us right into <clears throat> our segment that just keeps making itself happen. The men are trash. The men are trash. The men are trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The men are trash. Kick the off the ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, um, man. That is, that is a damn shame. Speaking of men who are trash, it has nothing to do with, like, misogyny or anything like that. Or, like, anything to do with, like, women, I guess. But Russ. Oh, this clown? What the, I don't even listen to anything this says. <sighs> Russ the know. artist. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't even... I was listening to your record, The Game, and you said, like, fuck MTV for stubborn you and shit. Yeah, MTV doesn't know shit about shit, and they can suck my dick. <laughs> But who do you think that, like, it's known for what, like MTV, the VMAs, or? Yeah, the VMAs. Which, what do you think category got snubbed in? How am I not in the best new artist? Mm. Shout out, Khalid should definitely be up there, 100%. Right. Scissor for sure. Khalid. Khalid for sure. Khalid. Like, Scissor. that's not a knock to everyone in the shit. So wait, like, what's he even talking like, about? The fuck, how, like. And this is no disrespect. Like, that's the thing, right? The VMAs. I take my words and get so offended. This guy's an idiot. I hate this person in. He's Name so three dumb. Russ songs. I don't know one Russ song, bro. All right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Yo, the thing that's crazy to me is like, I, I, I don't get how someone, like, you can't come into the game claiming, okay, this is for the music, for my fans, you know. And then be I should be this. I, I should, should be, be this. I, I should, should be, be getting that. all these accolades. Because... He, t- he said he took shots at Young Ma, talking about well, not shots, but saying how's Young Ma on there? She even drop a song this year. Young Ma isn't even nominated, fam. Like that was one of his main names that he kept bringing up. Then his whole thing, how's Young Ma on there? And she's not even nominated. These are the nominees: Julia Michaels. Khalid, Kodak Black, Noah Cyrus, SZA. All names I know before us. I know who I'm giving it to. Well, the only name I really... I know who I'm giving it to. Who are you giving it to? SZA. Hands down. No questions asked. Every time. Best new artist is definitely SZA in my books. And then you compare yourself to those real nominees. And who who out of those people are getting dropped for you? Not or, one? No. Like, come on, man. People barely even know who you are yet, and you're going to put a bad taste in their mouth by complaining about not being on a nominees list for MTV. Th- nigga, it's not even a Grammys. Has, um, what's her face? Grammys, I can understand. MTV. After complaining about not getting love in the music industry because of her skin color. Who? Tanache, or which one of them? Tanache. I don't know what she talking about. Cardi B just went number one, and she the same tone, hue, and shade. So, I don't get it. Maybe just, sometimes you just got to look inwards. <laughs> sometimes you just got to ask yourself, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Right? Maybe I should stop blaming everyone else. Yeah, what am I doing that I can change? I have someone for the men are trash. Oh, I got someone for the men are trash too. 
this motherfucker. Do I say it at the same time? Because I feel like you're going to have the same person as me. We'll count down and say the, say the name at the same time. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Fucking trash. The man are trash. The man are trash. This guy. This nigga here. This Frank Underwood nigga here. What did he say again? I got it. Let me pull up the, the full. It's not, the even, it's not even what he said. Fuck the, full the quote. quote. I'm not even going to read the quote because the quote's a dance around. No, I'm going to read it. Because the is, people need to know. This is. The people need to know and see the, 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 the shystiness, man. The whole point of this is why he even said the quote. Because the quote is a fucking deflection. <clears throat> this is the fucking point. Why, why, why? First of all, set it up. Set it up. Set it up properly. Yeah. What so happened first? Someone came out um, who was an actor on Star Trek. I can't remember his name, which is terrible. He came out and said that Kevin Spacey climbed on top of him and made advances on him when he was a 14-year-old actor in the industry. Kevin Spacey was 26 at the time. The actor's name is Anthony Rapp. Yes, he was on the original Star Broadway Trek. team for Rent, and he's on the Star Trek show that's on right now. Um... So after he comes out and says that, Kevin Spacey's response on Twitter, by the way, on Twitter, he meek on Twitter this. is to. I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I am beyond horrified to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over thirty years ago, but if I did behave then as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. And I am sorry for the feelings he describes having carried with him all these years. This story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. I know that there are stories out there about me and that have some have been fueled by the fact that I have been so protective of my privacy. As those closest to me know, in my life, I have had relationships with both men and women. I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life. And I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. Kevin Spacey. Frank Underwood. So, Trash. What this guy did was remove... He wants to control the narrative, is basically what he's doing. He wants to move the spotlight from uh, the clear Indication allegation that of, you are of rape, a, a creep, and a molester... And he wants to move that to the fact that he's living his life as a gay man. It's almost as if I took it as him trying to justify said behavior yeah. by saying, you know, I've always been confused and battling. It's been, you know, it's just been the thing on my mind. And I don't know. I, I, I'm now I, I'm, I have the strength now. Now I'm strong enough. I am gay. Hear me roar. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, now I can come out and fam, be in my that, truth. That doesn't mean it's okay to touch 14-year-old kids that... that Gay being gay does not mean being a child molester. That doesn't. It does not equate. It does not. Having those feelings does not lead you to touching a child. Literally made every homophobic person's day. They, they were like, like oh, "Yup, see, told you, told you they're no good." Like, why do you think I don't want them in the same bathroom as me? This is why I don't play those movies around here. Come on, you might hear a southern accent. That's Some. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. It's like, what the fuck? Like, how do you deflect like that and try to use... Like, he literally tried to become his character. 
Yeah. He did. He tried to, like... The, the script has inspired him. The whole spin doctor shit. He, sp- he, he tried, tried to, whip to spin us. it like crazy. And the blogs, of course, ate it up. Kevin Spacey comes out amidst allegations. What allegations, nigga? Child molester Kevin Spacey admits... Or not, it's not even admits. That's it. Admits is not a, not a thing for coming out. Uh, child molester Kevin Spacey comes out as gay. Lead with what we're all here for. This is what we're here for. Don't bury it. Bury it or with, it with it love is love. Don't do that. Because that's what they're hoping for, is that love is love will completely overshadow this. But they're if it was trying. Bill Cosby, though, oh, 20 other people coming out the woodworks and fuck that nigga. Burn him. Hang him. There is a... And even with Harvey Weinstein, there is a clear... The media seems to... Play favorites. And we've known this. And like, what type done. of favorites? We know that the media plays College favorites. favorites, perhaps? But it's just blatantly obvious. At this point. It's blatant. They play favorites. Um, House of Cards is done. House of Cards is done. Like Kevin Spacey's canceled. But let's be real. House of Cards was already done. And I kind of feel like Netflix made this announcement super quick. Because they already thought, you know what, it's run its course. We're going to be done with it. So let's look like good guys. Let's look like super good guys and remove this immediately. Well, yeah, they have a PR team. They're smart. They're not dumb. They know what's going on. This got to be the only coming out announcement that was an absolute fail. Like, <laughs> like when, is, when else has anyone ever apologize. said, yo, guys, I, I, think I, I think I've overcome... You know, this anxiety and this fear of not like, being who I truly am. Sorry I molested you, yo. But I'm going to just tell y'all right now, I'm, I'm gay. gay. So, so it's like, <laughs> you got to, you know. I mean. Get, give what you what you got and get what you give. To, I, I think, like, what? How, people are weird, bro. I don't, I don't know, know how you use gay as being a scapegoat. For anything, really. For anything. It sets, Other than, like, it sets, somebody catching you staring at your dick. Like, oh, my bad. I'm gay. So, you know. That's why you had your dick out. So, I, I was just looking at your dick. <laughs> like, that's a scapegoat. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know. It sets gay people back, like, 1,500 years because this idiot. The people, homophobic people are fucking <sighs> rejoicing because he just proved them. He just gave them a talking point now. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I didn't know what to make of that situation. I really didn't. And I liked Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed this guy. He was pretty actor. cool, even though he did that Nine Lives movie, which was fucking great. But he made up for it with the usual suspects. Like, come on. Sizer Kose, great character. Um, One of the greatest. countless great characters. He's a great impressionist. I, I loved his Inside the Actor Studio. Yeah, he's creepy. Like, I loved when he was on late night shows. Like, it sucks. Sucks we have to cancel him. Sucks. But, you know, don't need him. Nope. Later. You don't need Kevin Spacey. No. Did you hear about what's going on in New York right now? What's going on in New York? The strippers on strike? No, some dumbass was driving a fucking truck down a bike path. Why does this keep happening? This will be all over the news by the time people are listening to this. It'll probably be called a terrorist attack. Uh, they're claiming he yelled out Allah Wakbar or whatever. Oh my uh, I'm god! I'm not sure. They Why have the, do they say this every time? They have the guy's name. 
unless they have a fucking recording of him saying Allahu Akbar, like I don't want to hear that shit. Cause people niggas just make up anything these days, man. You know that shit is crazy. How how is there somebody always hearing this, right conveniently right before something happens? You know, this guy drove down a bike path. I think six people are dead so far. Uh, but strippers are on strike up. in New York. Well, that's fucked up too. Yep, they are on strike. Um, and it's over colorism. And about bartenders are now competing with strippers. In today's strip club culture, bartenders are wearing provocative clothing and doing a little shake. In doing so, they're distracting patrons from the actual strippers on stage who are much more athletic, more trained, and who are doing the job which they are hired to do. Furthermore, as people who rely on patrons spending money on them, men giving it to the bartenders who are already being paid and tipped for their service is taking money out of their pockets. That's the first layer of the issue. Secondly... The bartenders are often lighter-skinned women who are either racially ambiguous and not black. Colorism has affected virtually every other industry. It only makes sense it would show up in the adult entertainment world as well. Here are a few women explaining the problem. And there's, like, girls yelling on Instagram. And um, Cardi B spoke about this same issue before as well, apparently, which I did not know. I'm going to stop that right there because I feel like that is the problem. Literally. Like, I don't think it's it's the club hiring attractive girls. That's the pro- that Like, that's their job. The club is there to attract people. Why wouldn't you have attractiveness bef- in front of and behind the bar? You know what I mean? And you can't necessarily be mad that these girls are harder than you. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, they're essentially mad that the street bartenders are sexier than them. The you dancers? can say it's colorism. But at the end of the day, colorism, you can't call it colorism unless someone's playing a favorite. And who's paying the favorite? It's the customers. It's not like these, it's not like, it would be a different story if the club itself was paying the bartenders more than the strippers. Yeah. Because then you could say colorism. Because look, they're hiring lighter girls behind the bar. They only hire lighter girls. Those girls get paid more than us, and we're doing the actual work. This is why people come. Then I get it. But if customers are choosing, then it's like if those girls weren't behind the bar. Say there was no bar, and certain girls were making more money in the club than you. Are you going to sue the club for colorism because the light-skinned girls are making all the money? You got to sue society then, no? Yeah, to take society to court. <laughs> you got to take society to court because you got to take the media to court because it's like all these things are what makes up the... Like the, the strip club is essentially just a microcosm of what's being of what's going on in the world in media mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and socially. We all, we all know that there's a light, dark thing that's been happening since slavery. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is something deeply embedded, deeply rooted, and it's not going to change overnight. Like it's the, literally the shift of consciousness probably started, I'm gonna say two, three years ago. Fucking where dark skin appreciation is happening. Like I never saw it when I was in high school. Dove I never just saw it had as a another dumbass commercial. Like it's just happening now that yeah. I'm seeing it. So it's not something that's going to change overnight, and you cannot. 
I don't see them winning this suit or winning this strike or whatever they got to do. Like, it's the bartenders, first of all, also have an Instagram following. The like, majority of these girls get hired because their Instagram following is large. Oh, and they can pull people to the bar. Yeah. So if you're if you got 150k, 200k on Instagram, and you got a great body, you got a great face, you know how they teach you how to make. I heard these girls don't even know how to make drinks. How are they behind the bar and they don't know how to make drinks? Because they're there for a reason to look good. They're not there to be mixologists, <laughs> per se. You you tell them to drink, it got, it better be as basic as humanly possible. Yeah, you have to say like rum and, and Coke. Coke. So do I put, um, do I put lemonade in there? You want a half and half? <laughs> you want a half and half? <laughs> Bitch, I want one shot with, with Coke in it. Right. Can, can, can I get that, please? Okay, but like, do you want like orange juice in there? Should I put ice? Rum and Coke. Capish? So it's like. Yeah, I don't I don't see this going well. They're having meetings. Well, New York's all fucked up. Like strippers are having town hall meetings in New York right now. Strippers are on strike. Niggas is running people over in with in vans claiming to be terrorists. Imagine being a stripper though, like you're half naked standing near the bar. <laughs> and dudes are paying the other girls who are behind the bar fully clothed more money. That's got to be fucking infuriating. So should they not have any Hey, yo, ma, down in front. Hey, yo, ma, down in front. Yo, dead ass, down in front, B. You blocking that ass behind the bar, mama. Throwing ones, just making it rain hundreds behind the bar. I wonder if it, if they ever do it like the girls who aren't dancing. Maybe they should serve drinks. Girls who aren't dancing? What do you mean? Yeah, because they go in rotation, right? Oh, they're working the floor. They're trying to get some private lappies. And they're getting money that way. So what the this fuck is why are they girls start sucking about? penis in the club? This is this is why it happens. They're getting twenty bucks a song. Here. <laughs> yeah, here. Not, not in America. No. Yeah, here in America here in Canada, like well, Toronto I know at least. Twenty bucks a 20 song. Twenty dollars a song. Songs last about three minutes. It's the most lucrative. If shit. a bitch play an interlude on you, you gotta fight. You gotta square up. <laughs> Yeah, like what? <laughs> she hit you with a Tory Lanez one minute skit or a Davey skit. You gotta, you gotta square up. That's crazy. <laughs> Imagine being in the private room and you hear an interlude, Piss. and that's another twenty dollars. Oh my nope. god! Bria's interlude comes on for thirty seconds. Nope, <laughs> that doesn't count. Interludes don't count. Yo, I'd fight everyone. Are you crazy? You're not getting twenty for me. You get five bucks. If interludes don't count, I'm playing some Wu-Tang long-ass interlude. You, have you been to strip clubs? Do you like strip clubs? I really don't fuck with strip clubs, actually. Yeah. The ones here, actually. The ones in the States, like, they're cool to go eat chicken and shit. I haven't but, even like, been to one in the States. Not yet. It's, it's whatever. I I don't know. I just don't really care for them. I imagine being way more entertained than the ones in the States. Because, um, first of all, they play hip-hop. Right, these so ones that's play some a, that's weird a, that's shit. A plus, in Toronto, these niggas are up here twerking that ass to Billy Talent. Yeah, it's weird. Like, why is Fall Out Boy the backdrop to your titties? I don't get it. I don't really fuck. Yeah, it's weird. I don't really fuck with strip clubs. Like, I, I went into one. I saw a girl I knew one time. I was like, oh, I'm that age already. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I know so many strippers. Yeah, I know so many strippers. 
I don't know that. Um, my first time in a strip club, I got a free dance. What? Because the girl recognized me. Jesus. Brought me into the back, bubbled up on me. She's like, I follow you on Facebook. I'm like, okay, wow. dope, dope. This is right after the VJ search. Or it might have been during. I can't remember. Got a free dance off of Got Facebook. a free dance. Um, she actually got super famous on Instagram. Her name was Milo Barosa, if you guys are going to go look that up. Milo Barosa. Yeah, she just she just winds up herself and twerks on Instagram. It's beautiful. Um, turns out she had like a 13-year-old kid, but she was, a, she was legit the sexiest girl in the club uh, that night, so I was amped. And um, second time going to the strip club, I was at home chilling. Two of my boys come to the house um, to drop something off, and they're like, I'm like, yo, where you guys headed? They're like, oh, we're going to a strip club in Masaga. I'm like, yo, I'm rolling, dog. I'm like, I don't have no money, though. Um, I'm going to just buy a drink and chill. Mm-hmm. And so got my little drink or whatever. You're drinking your two-step? Drinking, drinking my two-step. Um, and this light-skinned shorty gets on the stage, starts dancing, doing her thing, and she's staring at me. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to be the victim when she comes off the stage. You know, she's going to come and you want to dance. She don't want my pockets. She don't want me for me. I don't even be trying to make, <laughs> I, I don't even be trying to make eye contact. I'm in the strip club, like, fucking, I'm looking myself. These I'm bitches looking, don't want me for me. Nope. They want my wallet. All these bitches want is money. Like, <laughs> so I'm freaking, she, she comes off the stage, she goes and changes, right? Comes out, puts her hands on my shoulder. Starts like almost massaging me, and my boys are there looking up, laughing or whatever. And I'm, just, uh, she's like, I'm here to bug this one, and I'm like, honestly, I'm not gonna waste your time. I ain't got no money for you. Um, it's probably best you you head out. <laughs> you go work the floor, mama. Um, she's like, I don't care. I just want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, cool. So then she sits down there, talking, talking, talking. She gives me her BBM pin. BBM, BBM shut up. Was a ting. And um, I start I start messaging her while she's in the back, and she's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna come home with you." I'm like, "All right, soft." And she, cause she lived. Oh, I should have added that she lived one block away from me. Jeez. So it was super convenient, and she was gonna take a taxi home. So I was like, "Yeah, just come with us." Might as well. And so, sitting there, finishing up the little one drink, Mahav, and she goes back on to do her second stage show. Calls me up on stage. Excuse me. Pulls me up on the stage. I, I brings me up there. Puts me on the stage. It's like the Janet Jackson. Pulls concert. my pants down to my ankle, and her and two other strippers did like body slides up me, and like the, the she was the last girl out of all of them, and she bit my dick through my my boxers, and I was like, yeah, it's going down tonight. It's going down, and it did. And it nice. Was beautiful. Yeah. With Barossa? No. No. Oh. This is second this is a second experience. Oh. At, a, at a club in Saga. Um and I don't know where that girl is now, but if you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> I still have your thong, so you might want to come pick that up if you, you know what I mean. Still have it. <laughs> if you know what I Jeez. mean. I collect oh, I I have a drawer filled with everything a girls have ever with left. Dirty underpants. Filled with everything girls have ever left. Ever. You know who else does that? What? Serial killers. Hmm. Well, thank you guys for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs>
No, yeah, right. You think I'd fucking move with that shit everywhere and just in keep a trunk and keep a thong? Like, come on, yo, dog. In a fucking trunk, dog. I was on Twitter yesterday, fam, and a ting uploaded a picture, fam, and said, "Yo, I let my girl borrow my panties and look at this shit," and it's beer discharge, brown doo-doo stain looking stuff in the panty crotch, dog. Fam, you things are out here letting girls borrow panties? That's a thing? That's disgusting. Things are out here lending panties and taking it back? Mixing juices? If I lend someone... What kind of blend blend? I'll I'm, I'm mix up, mix up. You don't know how to do it, man. Oh no, nasty. My goodness. If someone really needs a pair of my clean boxes, like they're keeping it. Nah, it's man. Nah, no, nah, nah, man. Nah, we don't have to do better, man. I'm taking it back. We don't have to do better, man. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. I don't. That, oh, my God. It's so different. Is that a thing? I, I, and I even think it would be different. For guys to lend boxers. We're not secreting anything from our penis tips just just throughout the day. So it's like, I think it would be way more acceptable. Still not fucking doing it. But it would be way more acceptable than trading discharge panties. I don't know. Is That's that, on a new level. How do they try on panties in the store? I heard they have like a little Dog, these things thing. are shit. They're trying on panties in the store. Girls were talking to me all day on Twitter, sending me horror stories. Oh, my God. At my old store, we had to write off so many panties because girls would come in and try them on. Fam. That's nasty. Fam. Whole store smelling of crutches? No. Like, I I wonder. I don't go into Victoria's Secret stores. Like, if I'm with a girl and we go in, we go in. But. I don't like. I'm scared to even go in there now. I don't hmm. want to smell no crotches because I'll know these things are in here trying on panties. Crotch juice. As soon as you smell the breeze, as soon as that whiff hit me, like, as soon as that AC touch one of them, it just no frozy. No man, look a little frozy. No man. But yeah, that was uh, that's that was musty news for the week, right? That's gross. Um. <laughs> I guess we should talk about it. Stephen A. Smith. Did you hear his bullshit? Wait, what do you just what do you say? He's always saying some oh, shit. Oh Jesus Christ.
for a basketball player what? sitting on a bench with his team. That is no place for a hoodie. I don't what? know why the hell Mikey did that. This they guy. Get rid of them damn hoodies. There's no place for a hoodie. A hoodie shouldn't be attached to a uniform that you can wear while you're on the bench during a game. But J.R. Smith had it on, and he wasn't happy. Uh... And psychologically, he can't deal with the rele relegation to the degree that Dwayne Wade can deal with it. Fam. <laughs> Fam. Did he just... The more he said it, the more ridiculous he sounded. He, like, doubled down, too. He tried. He tried to break it down. He tried to, like, say why he was saying it. And it all sounded dumb. It all sounded dumb. What the fuck is wrong with the hoodie? On the bench. No. What N really took it from me is when he compared it to Tra When he brought in Trayvon Martin. That is insanity. That that is a, a Space Jam reach if I've ever heard one. The biggest reach of all time. The biggest reach. What ever, does him wearing bro? a hoodie have to do with Trevor Martin getting shot by a cop? What's that have to do with playing basketball? Nothing. What? Wow. You watch if you watch basketball, which Stephen A. Smith definitely does. You see that half the time these players are trying to keep warm by putting towels on their head. So wouldn't it make sense to wear a hoodie a instead? Hoodie. Maybe that's a little bit more presentable on the bench. A uniform. Dog, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And they have hoods that attach to jerseys? Well, it's not attached to jerseys. It's attached to the warm-up outfit. Warm-up outfit. So, like, the idea... Behind that outfit. Oh, I'm looking at one now. It's, it's a to warm up. So I don't know what he's talking about. And for Melo, this goes even deeper because that's how he receives his superpowers. Mm -hmm. Melo, Melo is not Melo without the hoodie this year. It's just that simple. He is hoodie Melo. We have stated him as such. And I really feel like they even made the hoodie because of his off-season basketball videos. Facts. All those videos of Melo going off and... Hoodie Mellow being a hashtag, I really feel like is what birthed this idea of, yo, let's give these niggas some hoodies. They needed to jump on that bandwagon. And let's not, let's also remember, there are white people wearing these hoodies as well, Stephen A. Smith. No, not according to him. Only the black players Apparently the hoodies. white people are feeling uncomfortable in the stands because niggas is on the bench wearing hoodies. But white people are on the bench wearing hoodies too, nigga, like. But it's not uncomfortable. But it's not uncomfortable you. seeing them. No, 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 no. Because they're not a threat. They're on neighborhood watch, of course. Like, what? Stephen A. Smith is, like, uh, he's reaching. And I really feel like he's doing this because... Some soundbite shit. He needed soundbite. But not only that, it's because of Shannon Sharp. This is my theory. Shannon Sharp has been dropping gems, gems. every week. Dog. Every time this guy speaks, I listen to him. And he has been speaking on black issues. Just the truth. More and more. And Stephen A. Smith does not speak on those type of issues. He does not speak about social issues. So he saw this opportunity and said, let me reach for that and yeah. get Twitter on my side. But it was not the right play, big he guy. Really tried it. You reach too. And he's lucky. You've gone too far, no bigs. He's lucky because I think the news of the the Texans owner overshadowed what Stephen A. Smith said. Well, yeah, 
Definitely. And it totally like shoved what he said under the table. So he like dodged kind he, of a bullet. He's lucky he said it in the year of the NFL being absolute trash. Yeah. And them having so much other shit that's like really a problem, not hoodies, <laughs> to deal with. And he just sounded coony, bro. Like, sound like a coon. Yeah. Telling niggas to dress a certain way so white people can feel comfortable. Like, who are you? No, we're off that. Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. Suck your mother. That's some Uncle Ruckus shit. That's a suck your mother of the week right there. That's why I liked, I loved Boondocks. Because it had a character for every single type of black person. It's crazy, bro. The self-hating black. Yep. The hotep black. Yep. All the hood, of them. The hood nigga black. <laughs> the, the all old, the archetypes. The old black person. The civil rights black. Like every every archetype you can think of. The Obama like black guy. His white wife who and likes like, black guys. The part that pissed me off the most was him talking about you have white people in the stands. Reflecting this back to Trayvon Martin. Like what? And First like, of all, I doubt any white person even knows who Trayvon Martin is if you ask them. Not any. But the majority of the ones there. But the the thing with me is like, okay, for example, when I go down the street, dark dark street at night, and I'm it's me and a white person on the street, I usually take off my hoodie or feel the need to. Or I cross the street. Or I cross the street. Because I don't want them to call the fucking cops. Because I don't want them to call cops. And How I don't want them to be bummy around me. Because... It's not that I don't want to be bummy. It's that I don't want to notice you being bummy because I don't want to think of you as a shitty person. So let me just prevent this whole thing from happening and take off my hoodie. And I should have to feel that way. We talked about this before. It's facts. I, I shouldn't have to feel that way. And it shouldn't be a reason I feel that way, but like I you're do. You're getting all shook and stuff. I could see you changing up your body language when you approach me. And I really want to... Listen, we need to get... We need to get some some honest... White people to come on the show. That'd be crazy. To ask them some questions, some hard questions. I don't know about what the the going ons behind the scenes. Like I need white people who don't have black friends. Yes, those that are types. honest. I need them because I need to know. I need to know, man. I gotta know. It's eating me up inside to know what they say about us. It's like, how do you feel when, when I y'all say together? When y'all is together. What y'all saying out there, B? <laughs> How do you feel about the black man nod? <laughs> oh, that's just reverse racism. Like, I want to break down everything. Like, if we can get one or two, like, I would prefer a white guy and a white girl. And just have them just come on the show. Listen, if you're listening to this right now, you don't have a lot of black friends. And you feel like you're an honest white which person. Which I doubt you're listening to the show at Which that I point. doubt you're even listening at this point. <laughs> because we go in. Yeah. But if you are that white person listening to this show, first of all, want to say we love you. Welcome. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being a supporter. Welcome to far. the Extra Gravy. Um, but we'd like to hear from you. Either if you want to email, we could do an email thing where we read out what you say if you're not like from here or something just we, we need you could be anonymous we need something we need something but we need answers <laughs> like i i need answers i need to know like like what are some questions you would have like okay do white people say nigger like as a way to just talk about us in mm -hmm. general conversation when we're not around mm -hmm. is it like just an adjective <laughs> like also 
How do you feel when you're on the street with a black guy at night? How, what does that make you feel like? Why does it make you feel that way? I know that like white people that listen to trap, like I know like they're at home just like it's like their favorite word to say. Oh, people who listen to trap music and like Kendrick and shit, like specifically, like or like like heavily listen to like trap, like only trap. Those like trap only white people. I feel like the people that censor themselves. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because when I'm in front of like certain adults or my parents or something, the don't swear thing just is an automatic flick of the mm-hmm. switch. So I don't know if that's an automatic flick of the switch for white people and not saying nigger around black people. Some of them it is, but. We need it. We need to hear from you guys. They're at home listening to explicit versions, uh, muting themselves. Nah, bro. No. And amongst each other, a room full of five white guys rapping to Kendrick, they're all muting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this guy laughed. <laughs> hey, what if they download the censored version? Okay. All right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this guy gave you one look. But nah, that was yeah. I I just I feel like we just need some some honest, good, spirited white people. Recording who will to come on the show and just answer some questions. And we're not gonna hold you accountable for the answers, unless you're a part of it. In which case, we might have to ask you some more questions. But we're not gonna hurt you. We're not gonna be angry with you. We just want to ask. And if you're brave enough. To come on the show and answer some questions or even write in to the email, the extra gravy show at gmail.com and answer some questions, we can get this shit popping. And maybe, you know, we can release this to the world and get some answers out there that black people have been dying to know. Black people and people of color all around the world. Like just we're just dying to know. Dying to know. It's one of those things I like if that was a TV show. Oh my God, the ratings would be out of the fucking roof. Like, out of the roof. Well, there was that one guy that worked for Vice who went around to, like, a bunch of um, different, like, places that dealt with race. But it wasn't specifically about um, the white people. That's the problem. That's the problem. It needs to be specifically about white people. Because it's like, I feel like if we get that whole discussion out there... We can start, that's when you can start making the understandings. We can start coming to some some sort of, like, you know, some common ground. Explain some things. I wonder if it bothers them that black people say hi to each other even if we don't know each other. Like, I wonder if that... I don't think they even notice that. Well, I've had some of them ask me. Do you know that guy? I'm like, no. (laughs) Well, I say that a lot, but that's from a completely different situation for Mm -hmm. me. So, but, so, like, I don't know. I don't know what that... I've never experienced that in my life where I said what up to a black person I didn't know or nodded and and a white, white person was like yo you know, you know that person that I think they just, for me white people I've always assumed that yeah he know that's a nigga that's a nigga they know niggas right <laughs> like that's how I feel if they're talking to each other Maybe that's his cousin I don't know they're obviously related <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I I just really want that like that is a that is a life goal right there. I don't think I'll stop till I get that actually. If if it's a video, if it's a, a, a the podcast, a Twitter, I don't care where it is. If I can get that conversation, An honest dialogue with a white it's person, it's happening. Like there's no questions asked. 
Um, what else happened this week? Cardi B engaged, offset, popped the question. Mm-hmm. I believe there was at a, it was at a homecoming. No, I guess that should look lit as fuck. Should look hella lit. Um, I guess love is real. Look I think that. it was a perfect proposal because of the fact that, like, Cardi B is uh, a person of the people, mm-hmm. and it happened in front of fans. And I think everything that's been happening with her glow up has happened in front of fans and for the fans and whatnot. So I thought it was really cool they did it on stage uh, in front of the fans, knowing the whole world was going to see it. Yeah, that was dope. Um, I feel I'm happy for her. Um, her life has glowed up tremendously, um, from Instagram videos to music videos to number one song in the world mm-hmm. to killing clubs, killing performances, killing stages, being invited out to every celebrity party event, taking pictures with every celebrity. Um, Your idols. She she's come a long way. However, there's a theory out there. Hit me with that music. What minute are we at? 123. 123. 123. Alright, that's what that's the time for the X Files music. <laughs> the truth about Nicki Minaj. If we can line up our conspiracy. This is a bunch of compilation. Oh, man. (laughs) The truth about Nicki Minaj and her situation. What, Nicki Minaj's situation? Give me time. Give me time. All right. So, back in February, Remy Ma dropped a seven-minute diss track titled Sheether, aimed at Nicki Minaj. Ironically enough, this was after Remy spent weeks and weeks telling everyone there was no beef while clearly taking shots at Nikki on every feature she put out after being released from prison. Nikki took the bait, also fired some subliminal shots at Nikki at Remy. Go and listen to every song Nikki was featured on prior to or after Remy dropping Sheether. However, Nikki was on top of the female rap game, a slot she has occupied for the past eight years, but the past two have not been good music-wise. How it all started, okay? How it all started. It all started when she split with longtime boyfriend Safari Samuels. <laughs> Safari was the first person to doubt in the credi- to put doubt in the credibility of Nicki Minaj. Hold up, where's this theory from? Or did you write this out yourself? After he went on Power 105 and said he had a lot to do with putting together her entire persona and helped write some rhymes. Now, some let's rhymes. be clear. Safari never once said that Nikki didn't write her own rhymes. Go back to that Power 105 interview. He says, it was me up late at night helping her put together these hits. Nikki, who at this point is in a relationship with Nicki Mill, hasn't come out with any music in a long time. So people are now starting to question her because of Safari's big mouth. Nikki's second big mistake was that she sat quietly while her boyfriend Meek made accusations that her label mate and close friend Drake did not write his own rhymes. Okay? While Nikki never came out and sided with Meek, she sat in silence and just like the old saying, silence is consent. Her record label and management were furious. Nikki's label began to pull her management team into meetings telling them and even sometimes warning them about their new changed artist who is now in a relationship with an artist who is bad for business. 
and bad for her image. Basically, the label told Nikki she needed to get rid of Meek Mill. The beef he had with Drake, coupled with his legal problems, would affect her mainstream, a.k.a. white fan base. The same fan base that pretty much made her song Super Bass an international smash hit. I hated that song. I, I fucking hated that song. Okay. Now this is where Nikki made her biggest mistake. Okay. The Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus situation. Who wrote this shit? If you don't remember the Nikki <laughs> Miley Taylor VMA situation, please Google and read up on it. My I, God. Even though Taylor and Nikki made nice with each other, you just don't mess with Taylor Swift. In no. other words, do not fuck a T-swizzle. Okay? Plain and simple. She is what PR people call made in the industry. To her credit, Taylor Swift managed to calm the wolves behind the scenes. However, Miley Cyrus is a totally different animal. After the whole Yo Miley What's Good incident at the VMAs, which a lot of people thought was staged, <coughs> bless you, it was not. Nikki had planned to do that. Even Meek Mill talked about how in the ride over he was egging her on. Well, Miley didn't take it lightly. For people that don't know, Miley Cyrus's father is friends with some of the most powerful men in Hollywood. Nicki Minaj would not apologize because she was stubborn. It wasn't until she was fake, facing a secret fine that she had finally apologized to Miley. An apology that Miley accepted, but the horse was already out of the barn. The following morning, Peter Edge and Tom Corson, the CEOs of RCA Records, who Miley Cyrus is signed to, demanded a meeting with the Republic and Cash Money Records. It's been said that this is the day that Nicki Minaj's career was marked for death. Okay? According to an insider, Sony pretty much told Birdman Nicki Minaj is done. Time starts Birdman. passing by, and other than a couple features, Nicki still isn't putting out any music. Instead, she's trying to make Meek a bigger star in hopes that they can be accepted as this new music industry power couple. You remember that time? I don't. You don't remember her trying to make them like a power couple? The Instagram posts? I really, the oh, yeah, they're mad annoying and they're shit. They're mad annoying. So she's making a push. Okay. Fuck that shit. Well, nobody bought it, <laughs> and her mainstream fans definitely didn't buy it. However, Nicki Minaj is the face of female hip-hop. And if you're going to get rid of Nicki, you need someone to take her spot. So let's go through some of the candidates for this job. Iggy Azalea. Can't rap to save a kangaroo, and her friends started noticing this. Pissed off T.I., which led him to separate, led him to separate from her. Lil' Kim. Passed her prime, over-the-top facial surgeries, turned people off. My God. Foxy Brown. Queen Latifah and Eve. Passed their prime, too old... Not about that life now, out of the game. Dej Loaf, not big enough. Young M.A., not marketable enough. Remy Ma, she has the status, enough time in the game, and lyrical capabilities. Okay? Yes, she was on Love & Hip Hop, but she wasn't known for that. Now, it's a f known fact that around this time, record labels were looking around for other female rappers to start a beef with Nicki Minaj. You remember I told you this? Remember I mentioned this a couple episodes ago? I can't remember which one. But a good example of this is a female rapper by the name of Lady Leisure, flown out by Atlantic Records. And I told you about this incident. To start beef? Yeah. Listen to her listen to her story. They flew me out and we had a conversation. But their idea was that they're going to they were gonna pit me against Nicki Minaj. It was like she's the biggest female MC and you need to take her down. And I wasn't feeling that at all. The whole stereotype of female rappers and the supporters having to compete with each other, it seems to be a crime. 
to be a fan of two female rappers that are successful, so I turned it down. The amount of money they were offering me was amazing. I've always turned to music to get my mom out of the house, out of that situation. So to see that type of money thrown at me, I'm not going to lie. I cried on the plane home because I thought I made a mistake and my mom needed the money. But by, I know by now I could have, I would probably have been dropped and my career would have been ruined. So she said no to Atlantic for a quarter million. A quarter million. To do that shit. To do that shit. Because they wanted her to take down Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. So Atlantic Records, who have a long-standing feud with Nicki, allegedly paid Steve Rifkind an undisclosed amount of money to give to Remy Ma to diss Nicki with a promise that it would go viral. Dead, dead, dead. Remy at this point was the only chance to help squash Nicki because Atlantic Records could not find anyone to go at Nicki. Even though Remy was nowhere near the accolades or fans, she has the streets. These old culture vulture executives sit around coffee tables and talk about this shit all the time. These days, the way you defame or kill a career is through social media and the urban crowd. (laughs) Blacks are on social media more than anyone, so they do all the heavy lifting, especially when it's our own people. Listen to Sheether by Remy. What was that all about? Defaming Nikki's name, destroying her credibility as an artist. Once Remy drops Sheether, social media... AKA black people did exactly what I said before. They did all of the heavy lifting. Social media goes crazy. And within 24 hours, the urban world is crowning Remy Ma, the queen of hip hop, basically laughing at Nicki Minaj before she could even respond. The plan is now in motion. However, she can't actually replace Nicki Minaj as the real queen of hip hop. She's been in this game a long time. And even though the streets love her, Remy's image and reputation and criminal past make her hard to pass over as a new queen. She doesn't fit the role of corporate America. She doesn't have the hits, the look, the marketing, nor the sales. Again, the higher-ups sit around and talk about this all the time. Atlantic Records gave Rifkin that kind of money to get to Remy to do all that heavy lifting, just so they could build up momentum for the artists they really want to replace Nicki Minaj with. Enter Cardi Cardi B. (laughs) Who's this? DJ Booth, Rolling Stone? Look at the dates of Sheether. February 25th, 2017. February 28th, 2017. Cardi B Cardi B reportedly signs a deal with Atlantic Records. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three days after Sheether drops. Okay? She's young. She's bubbly. She's personable. People love her. White people loved her. and And she appeared on The Doctors and had a great response. She has a much bigger social media following than Remy. She doesn't have a bad rep. And even though she was a former stripper... Young girls, especially young Latinas, look up to her the same way young girls look up to Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Cardi is a young, happy-go-lucky stripper from the hood who's determined to make it in music. She already has an incredible work ethic. All we need to do is work on her image. So the higher-ups in Atlantic Records talk to Cardi's team and tell them to work on her image. So she got a bag and fixed her teeth. Fans freak out over new teeth in May. June 16th. Bodak Yellow drops, and just like clockwork, Remy Ma is now an afterthought. Her job was done. Everyone is talking about Cardi B. The higher-ups are now orchestrating Bodak Yellow to be the song of the summer and eventually the number one song on the Hot 100, something that hasn't been accomplished by a female rapper since Lauryn Hill. So what happens? The entire fucking industry is basically told to go with the program, and everyone is now co-signing Cardi B. The biggest artists, the biggest celebrities, radio stations, producers, and artists 
everyone. You have Car- you have Kevin Hart posting. You've got Snoop Dogg Kevin posting. Kevin Hart. <laughs> What's so funny? Kevin Hart's a huge. He's got he's in the top twenty five for for following on Instagram. Period. I know he's just funny. Um, Demi Lovato, uh, Idris Elba, DJ Khaled, Look, man, Chance. This whole industry, Janet Jackson, is very much a machine. Rihanna, Sway Lee, Diddy. Yeah, the list goes on. Uh, fucking Meek Mill, yeah. Drake, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. Cardi B ends up getting the number one song on the Hot 100. Or should I say Atlantic Records get their ne- number one song? Yeah. And she gets congratula- congratu- congratulatory flowers from none other than, guess who? Remy Ma. No. no. Nicki Minaj. No. No. Atlantic No. Records. Who the fuck? Ever- Taylor Swift. Woo! See that bitch comes back around. Look at that. Look at that. Nikki congratulates Cardi on Twitter. Nikki has a re- release date for her album, but is yet to reveal it, and she has no choice. So she has no choice but to fake endorse Cardi because at this point, it doesn't no good to ignite an entire new beef right now. They had a track together right before her album drops. However, that doesn't stop Nikki from throwing subliminal shots. Peep this, peep this, on the song "No Flags" by London on. By London on the track featuring Offset, Twenty One Savage, and Nicki Minaj. You almost Nash. said London, Ontario, right? <laughs> almost. <laughs> I heard it. Nicki Minaj says, "Little bitch, I heard these labels trying to make another me. Ooh. Everything you g- get in little hoe is cause of me. Ooh. I heard I'm stopping bags. Where the shaggy? It wasn't me. These bitches is my sons. They daddy ain't busting me. I'm a white picket fence bitch. You were on the bench, bitch. See me in the gym now. These bitches wanna go bench press." Jesus. I ain't fucking with you, sis. We ain't the incest. Yes, I am the queen still trying to find the princess. Okay. Okay. Now look at No Limit by g Easy, featuring ASAP Rocky and Cardi B. Cardi B says, My career taking off. These hoes jogging in place. Swear these hoes <laughs> run their mouth. How these hoes out of shape. Can you stop with all the subs? Bitch, I ain't Jared. If you really want some smoke, you can pull up. You can get it. Oh, my God. K? Bitch, I ain't Jared. <laughs> with the subs. Stop <laughs> with all the subs. Bitch, I ain't Jared. Okay. <laughs> Bars. And, of course, we get to hear Motorsports. Yeah. The new song with them two. Sure, fizzle the fuck out. I mean, Kendrick and Kendrick Lamar and Dame Dash said it, man. Record labels, the the music industry is a cartoon world. Yo, the whole shit is so much a machine that if you like really break it down, it like you lose all taste. Bro, I read an article, a great article by DJ Booth. Um, you guys should go check it out. Yeah. On Brent Fayaz and his manager, yeah. and um, how their 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 experiences with major labels. Shout out to djboot.net. They've been doing it for a while. They're amazing. I love their articles. Like I I don't read blog posts, but I read theirs. They've been popping since since Live AGL. Like they've they, been doing they that. They find for a years. way to to put up such relevant ar- articles though. Like shit yeah. you actually want to read about even if you're not an artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's co- it's constantly like they're giving artists advice. And it's really dope. And um they talked about the dealings with um with major labels and how they work 
And one of the things that stood out to me was, dude said, in what case, in what other case would someone give you a loan, you pay it off and you don't own what you paid off? Yeah. Imagine you were to pay off your mortgage after 30 years and the bank still owns it and and you're still paying your mortgage. How does that make sense? Like, How does that make sense? So why are you out here doing deals where you can only get 14% or 11% of the royalty. Of and shit that you they made. Give you, just because they're giving you money up front. Now you pay that off and they still own they your still masters. they still own your shit. Makes they no still sense. own your shit. Does that make any sense to you guys? None. And so they're doing it the, the way I would do it, which is self-funding. Mm-hmm. They're putting the music out. It's streaming. It's selling. They take that money. They put it right back in. That's it. And it's like, it's working. You don't need the label at that point. So they they and they've been the labels have been raking in money for years. Like artists have been getting stiffed since the like I'm talking since the beginning, beginning of, of artists. Music, maybe. Like it's it's pretty wild. They didn't really understand like I know these niggas was so pissed when Napster came out. Oh, oh my god. If Napster came out, the I want a, a documentary of the morning. Napster came out and all label heads got to go be watch in the that documentary. when I go home. A fucking Netflix or some documentary about Napster. Napster. Some, I got to watch digital something. music yeah. documentary. There's got to be one that like marks like that talks about exactly what it's got to be one because that changed the world. Napster, Kazam, like yo, that changed the world. And you know what's actually sick? We were like the last generation that remembers physicals before. Right, mm-hmm. physical copies. When H M V was actually only, packed all the time. Right, H M V was packed. Blockbuster was packed. Sam's Reckon Man packed. So to see the change and like to have lived through Napster and Kazam and Lime like Wire, niggas really had to camp out for albums, bro. Like Jay's, Napster, Kazam, Lime Wire. What are some other ones? Bear Share, Bear Share, Ice Wire, fucking Pirates Bay, Pirates Bay, R I P. Like whatever you want. I still use Pirate Bay. We mean R I P. Fire Bay. I don't working. know if they're still like uploading actively. Oh, it works. I heard it got shut down. I be getting my torrents. I got Photoshop. U torrent. <laughs> Shout out to U torrent one time. Bit torrent. Shout out Bit to you one time. Like what? Like, it goes on and on. Napster started that shit. Sean Parker, <laughs> and now he owns part of Facebook. Incredible, incredible. Just genius. <sighs> but yeah, that is the the theory. On the rise of Cardi B. I'm not, um, to say I'm surprised at Taylor Swift's snakery and maneuvery within the industry. I'm not. Not at all. Her fucking uncle is probably one of the lead, like, who knows who the how the all. fuck. I'm not at all. Like, the industry is very ancestral. Um, Miley Cyrus, she has, you know, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, like, these people have connections in the industry to the point, like, they can do. Whatever they want. Miley Cyrus literally does whatever she wants. Miley Cyrus is out here rubbing Miley her Cyrus vagina with an oversized dick. And now this year she's out here on her comeback tour saying all that stuff was bad for her image. Basically throwing black people under the bus. <sighs> they use this until, you know, but, it but no longer serves the them. The industry is very manufactured. Yep. And once you realize that, you start to realize certain things. Of course that song, of course Taylor Swift's song went number one. Of course it did. It was going to before it even came out. 
Before she was born, it was going number it, one. Let's be real. She was a fetus, and her mom was like, yeah, this child will have a number one. You're going to pay for it, you son of a bitch. Done. And he's like, yes, ma'am. Her song was going to be number one before it was even done recording. Because that's just how the industry works. It's a, there's a machine. But every now and then, good people get through. Every now and then. And it's nice More to and see. more good people are getting through because of the fact that streaming is now, you know, a thing. My that's thing like is always like, way. how do you ultimately track your numbers? Well, how they have do you know analytics that numbers on, aren't on padded. The back end. No, and that's the other thing too. When everyone's like, "Oh, the video on YouTube has 17 million views," I'm like, "So the fuck what?" Maybe they don't. Maybe it literally had 10 views, and the rest of them are paid for. So then what? What if they're not even paid for? What if they're just like, "All right, well, this person needs to be successful." So, what if YouTube's in on it and they literally exactly make it have 17 million views? Why would they refuse money? A record label goes up to YouTube. We need this video to have Here's three mil. ten million views. Here's three million dollars. Uh no thanks. <laughs> it takes you five seconds to put in ten million views on a, uh, on the encoder. Yeah. Why am I not making three million dollars in ten seconds? That's what that's it, that's it. That's why I don't take medicine. I don't know what's in the pills. They Fucking say, sugar. oh, this is this is this is in there and this is in there and this and this is how it's sugar. made. And it could just be sugar pills, placebo effect. It could be some fucked up shit that's going to kill you. I don't know what's in there. Yo, you hear about that opioid shit going down? Nope. Shit is crazy, bro. What is that? It's like the white people's crack ep- epidemic. No, black people had the crack epidemic. Yeah. This is like the new version, except it's opioids, white people. Opioids. A bunch of white kids just doing drugs. Well, they've always been doing, you know what I'm doing saying? Drugs. Doing prescription pills, and now they want to have all these programs and stuff to save them ah uh, needs a washroom let's pause this ah yes yeah, drain the snake is, white kids is doing drugs and fucking and fucking shit up so the usual the usual shit <laughs> black people is doing drugs and fucking shit up too so there's that we're all doing drugs uh let's get into some emails hey jason and marlon i thought i might share a quick story and add a question while in the club recently Guy was rather persistent to dance with me, so I did, with little enthusiasm, to get it over with, which I won't be doing again. He proceeded to whine on me as if he was riding a rickety bus down a bumpy road. Wow. <laughs> Man's whine had potholes. That's crazy. I burst out laughing when he said into my ear, you can't handle the khaki, I Don't kill me. Oh, no, not. Let me just say this from now. There's never an appropriate time to say that that exact sentence. Ever. There is never a time. There's no woman on this planet, doesn't matter if she's from the hood or not, that is going to be turned on or more attracted to you after you say that line. You no, can't handle the khaki, I lie. Dog. I think that might have to be the title. Can't handle the khaki, I lie. Straight. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, my question is this. What do guys expect when they ask for your number in the club? Casual texting? Hookup? Friendship? Should I bother giving it to them? I'm only 19, mature and responsible, yet pretty socially inexperienced and would just like a little insight. Thanks if you get to this question. I love listening to the podcast. You and Jason have great chemistry, jokes, stories, and always keep the convo active. The episode titles and artwork always have me dying. Shay. Shout out to you. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a supporter. Um, when they, what do you guys expect when they ask you for your number in the club? Casual texting, hookup, or friendship? I'm going to tell you right now, it's never friendship. No. Don't you be giving just, out your fucking number in the club. No, give it out. Why shouldn't they give it out? What's oh, wrong God. with the club? I found uh, you know, my longest relationship girlfriend like I met in the club. Oh, my God. So oh my God! What you found love in the club? Like Usher. I'm saying, other people have. Everyone's Just because you haven't found love in the club does not mean other people cannot find love in the club, Jason. If any nigga's asking for a girl's number in the club, he's not trying to find love in the club. If any nigga's asking for a girl's number, he's not trying to do anything other than one thing that we know of off top. Like, if he finds you attractive and like, say you did, any guy that asks for your number and doesn't know you yet. Wants to have sex with you. That's first of all. Off top. That's 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 all he can all he can want initially is to have sex with you. If he doesn't know you, that is, and he's just coming up to you, you guys just talk briefly. There's no way he's like, Oh yeah, this is the one. This is wifey, this is mother of my children. No. He's sexually attracted to you. And some of the people might want some guys might want to know more and dive deeper and maybe want more out of it eventually some guys might not i can we can never answer that question for you and that is if we could a lot more women would be very happy right now if way more i want to know what the st- statistics are with um like guys or girls giving out their number like how many of those turn out well well i'm pretty sure majority of them turn out well in the sense of like actually no I should say I think the majority of them probably end up with the, end up being nothing might be a text that night like that's it or the next day and that's it you know what I mean just fizzles I think there's a lot of, I've had a lot of those a lot of those just whole lot of those yeah just nothing like it was just hey what's up hey I'm just getting home done done I didn't save the name or something and now it's like, all right, well. Yeah, you don't even know who you're talking to. Yeah. Or if you chop more than one person in a night and you're like, okay, well, got to kind of choose one. <laughs> Not focusing on all these. <laughs> then it's like, all right, sure. But um, I think you should, uh, you know, Play you should game. listen to your heart. <laughs> Play the game. Listen to your heart or your, or your vagina. Whichever one you, you feel like listening to that night. Let that lead you. Let that lead you. Yeah. If your vagina's feeling it that night and it's like, I, this nigga could catch it, then go with your vagina. Maybe let him catch it. If your heart says, hey, you this seems like a cool guy. This seems like a cool guy. Maybe I want to get to know him. Listen to your heart. Never if know. if your mind is telling you, no, run, bitch. Don't pity whine. We I I don't like pity bubbles. No one likes pity bubbles. No one likes and a pity bubble. Tell. I don't want a pit, I don't want a pity wine. Your you hips barely looking, moving. When you keep making eye contact with your friend, looking at your friend, you know what's up. Talking with your eyes, fucking bending over, doing that. Not even bending. You don't bend over. Just giggling. It's like a stand-up straight bubble, and you're just going side to side. Then yeah, we don't we don't want a those. Stand-up straight. Stand-up straight bubbles is just uh, unless it's a front wine. 
I don't know. Front one. So I guess, yeah, give out your number. Don't listen to me. I'm bitter. <laughs> He's so bitter over here. It probably won't go well, but don't do give it anyways. Your number. <laughs> <laughs> don't give your number to none of these niggas. No, man, no trash. <laughs> Remember. All right, another email. I know it's been a while, but I had to say something about the Harvey Weinstein situation. All the accusations of people coming forward is a prime example of what happens when people have greed and power. In my opinion, the more power a person has, the more they, lo- they lose their morals. Can you imagine having as much power that he has? People feed off of money, power, and control. I just hope all the people that have been affected by, the, by this get the justice they deserve. P.S. I was the one that wrote in about being celibate, and to answer your question... Yes, I'm a female, and yes, I know what my body likes and what it can do. Wink, wink. Well, excuse well, me. Excuse me. Excuse the fuck out of Shit. me. All right, moving right along. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein's fucked up. We we discussed right. that. He fucked up. He's trash. Trash. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Kiara. I'm from Connecticut. I Kiara. recently visited Toronto for the first time, and although I had a great time at the CN Tower and whatnot, I really wish I knew more of the city and or towns around it. I definitely plan on going again. Where do y'all recommend for my friends and I to go to? Which, by the way, I tried my hardest to get Marlon's attention through Twitter DM, but that didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, my DMs are a mess. I love your podcast. I post it on my Snap all the time for my Snap people to listen. Hope to hear back. Aww, thank uh-huh. you. Thank you for a little promo. I think that everybody listening right now should take example. Of right. what Kiara's doing. She's going on Snapchat. She's sharing showing the conversations. She's showing her friends. Y'all showing talk her list. about it. Like, you know, you don't got to play it for them in person. Put on your Snapchat. Put on your Instagram like, story. Oh, listen to this And be right like, now. oh, these niggas are so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, Marlon's so cute. Oh, my God. Jason's voice. Uh, and, you know, the people will come. So thank you for that, Kiara. Sunlight. As yeah. far as where you should go. um, I would, t- for, number one place, first of all, Jane and Finch. You got to experience Jane and Finch. One time, go to Jane and Finch Mall. It's a lot of culture. Uh, walk around. Uh, g- grab your grab your purse. Just make sure your purse is is nice and close. My God, um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm fucking with you. No, nah, but um, my purse for you. I honestly suggest Jane and Finch so that people can go there and be like, all right, well, this is not as bad as everyone's everyone fucking saying it is. I'm sure that's what they think about Scarborough as a whole. They're like, ooh, mm, I don't know. Drake's kind of glamorized the East. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. East side thing, eh? It's a East side thing, eh? That's true, that's You're true. You don't know, eh? So, they all want to go to Jungle. Go to Jungle, right near Yorkdale. Go to Jungle, right near Yorkdale. You can walk over to Yorkdale. If you want to know where to go, just listen to a Drake song. Just go to all the Just places. go to every site, Western oh, Road man. Flow. Go to Western Road. Um, Experience some Western Road. Um, go down to Albion Mall. Go to Alibaba's is a nice place to be at. Go to Hung Shing. Hong Shing is a good spot to eat at after the club. Um, it's open late. Uh, what else? Let's see. Walk around downtown. Harbor Front's nice. It's pretty. Harbor Front's very nice. Scenic. High Park is nice. Um, in the summer, you guys could take a ferry ferry over to the island. The island's blessed. Go over to Hanlon's Point. Get naked. Naked. A little beach. nude beach over there. Um, what else you got? What else you got? You got Ripley's Aquarium. Yeah, I finally went which, there. Which is right across the street from the ACC and the Sky Dome and the CN Tower. Right beside it. Um, as far as restaurants go, you got uh, AF1 Caribbean Canteen. You Shout got um, fucking, I don't even know. Uh, oh, Grand Electric got some nice fish tacos. Yeah, La Cubana's got some good food. Uh, Pat's, uh, Bathurst and Queen got some good, got some good oxtail over there too. Sure. Um, she, Aji Sai, all you can eat sushi. 
Check out Eglinton West. Eglinton West, Little Jamaica, if you want to experience that. Fucking check out Little Jamaica. Check out Reggae Kensington. and dancehall blaring at obscene levels obscene at levels. all times of the day. Checking out the barrel 4 a.m. Drum pans. Uh, check out Kensington. <laughs> it's kind of cool down there. Kensington's like a, a different world entirely when you get into And then the, check out Spadina there. too because right beside it. Yeah, Chinatown. Can't miss Chinatown. There's a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of, not, lot of things to, so do. Much to do. In the big city. Big town. Living. That's enough. Living in the city. You guys can call me Linda. I've been in a relationship for just over four months now. And like any other relationship, we have good times and bad times. But the good always outweighs the bad. We've had arguments and fights, but none strong enough for me to break up with him or cheat on him. So over the past... (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I like that the cheat on him is also an option. Yeah. <laughs> no arguments. He's not fucked up so much that I I feel like cheating, cheating on him on yet. Him. But yet. you know, I'm, we might get there seventh month, eighth month. Just putting it out in the universe. So over the past month, I've been having really detailed and almost realistic sex dreams about me having sex with other guys. Mm. They don't happen every night, but they've happened a few times to where I'm uncomfortable. Huh? Twice the dreams involved guys I knew but weren't sexually attracted to or even really spoke to, and a couple other times they have been got with guys I just don't know. I was aware I was sleeping in the dream, but for some reason, I would still carry out these sex acts. In all the dreams, I, I, I never know if I'm in a relationship until someone walks away or someone walks in and says, I'm telling, insert my boyfriend's name here, so let's just call him Greg. So in her dream, she's I'm single. telling Greg. <laughs> and then I would get hysterical because the dreams felt so real. I thought I actually cheated on my boyfriend. I would wake up crying as well. I knew this was a dream, but it also felt so real, so it was like I was confused. I ended up telling my boyfriend about all this, all of these dreams just before I started writing this email. Wow. Wow. We need a we need an update. <laughs> I thought if I told him they would stop. Obviously, I reassured him I would never do that to him because I would want to jeopardize jeopardize what we have. And he knows I'm a strong believer in just breaking up with someone if you don't value the relationship anymore. He said it's just a dream, and he knows I would never do that. Is cheating in your dreams wrong? What should I do if it happens again? Love you guys, Linda. Cheating in your dreams. I mean, that's the one place you can get it in and get some strange penis. Yeah, everyone should be safe in their dreams. I think yeah, everyone should be, yeah. Like should Freddy Krueger. talk about your dreams. Yeah, come on. That's kind of hot. Yeah, I think it's kind of hot. Fucking. You get gang banged in your dreams. Get some strange in your dreams, everybody. If you're if you, in a relationship, that's the one place you'll never get caught. I think, like... <laughs> If you're in a relationship, you should, like, have an open dialogue about who you think is hot. And, like, just, like, if you talk about it, it totally, like, Bro, eliminates you think so, so much easier. You would think so. You would think so. And then it starts to get a little, until it's someone they don't like. It's uh, until it's someone they don't like or, <laughs> or the until they just start becoming them. irrational. And, every, and when you bring it up, like, every time you bring it up, the person gets a little salty. <laughs> then it, then it, that saltiness translates into something else. Like a cup is left on the dresser. Why are you always leaving fucking cups on the dresser? What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't pick up your fucking shit. Are you dirty? Are you a dirty nigga? And that's all because you said Rihanna's sexy. Or Beyonce's sexy. Or Cameron Diaz is hot. Or whatever. Whoever your person is. So like the anger will be displaced. It'll roll over and displace into something else. That's what happens. (laughs) You can't win. You can't win. My God. Um, someone says, hi, Marlon Jason, huge fan of the show, been here since the very first episode, 
and brings me so much joy. Y'all make commuting to school in the mornings a lot more interesting. Thank you both for taking time out to do this and provide amazing content. I pray the show gets really big and that one day I can attend a live show. Hallelujah. Amen. I was wondering if you would both be willing to take the Myers-Briggs personality test and then compare your results on the next week's show. I'm interested in seeing what personality types you both are. Here's the link. Oh, we doing this, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've done it, but I forget what I am, so it would be nice to do it again. I've never heard of this, so this would be really? very interesting. It's some shit they do at, like, a lot of corporate people do at their fucking Myers-Briggs test. <laughs> uh, what's up, Marlon? What's up, Jay? I love your podcast. Extra gravy, panda, oxtail, and rice for free? Crying. For that, you two are the good youths of the week. Don't even look for a next you good youth. <laughs> ah, I like that. I like that. First things first, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Cheat Whoa, code yeah. underscore. Anyways, I've been listening to y'all since you started, and you two are hilarious. Keep winning. Last week, Marlon, you were talking about podcasts you listen to, and I thought it was interesting that you don't listen to the Dormtainment podcast, the Trap Comedy Trap House. I definitely do listen to the Comedy Trap House. I mean, they're very similar to you two, but with more people. I recommend listening to them. I started listening to theirs and yours in between the two podcasts. You inspired me to inquire about making my own podcast. Talk about anything from sports to relationships. Similar to yours, but I want to start it with one of my homies I went to school in the States with. Can you guys offer any advice on, firstly, how to start a podcast and the best way to maintain a high amount of listeners? And how do you find the niche you're, where you're speaking on what you want and also getting a good amount of listeners? P.S. Marlon, I hope you have FIFA 18 because you can catch it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Um, well, thank you for the compliments, first of all. Um, I do listen to the Comedy Trap House. Shout out to my Dormtainment brothers, my YouTube fam. You know what they say. Pussy, pussy. That's a little inside joke. Um, but, uh, <laughs> But in regards to starting your own podcast, um, first of all, just start it. Don't even, like, don't think about it. If you're, like, waiting for equipment and all that stuff, guess what you have in your hand? A phone. Use it. It yeah, has voice it memos. You can do it off your phone and, and create the podcast with your homie. You and your homie sit down with an iPhone, put on your voice memos, and you both record. Boom. Look at that. Podcast. Secondly, in regards to audience, um, we were kind of blessed in the, the fact that I already kind of had an audience going into this. So if you see high numbers, if you want to call them high, we, we don't call them high here. We're still striving for much, much higher. Yep. We, although we are very grateful for what we do have. Um, when you're trying to get those type of numbers, I would say the best thing to do is be consistent. Um, have a plan going into it, how you want to market yourself. Uh, make sure that your marketing is uniform all across all the platforms that you're, you're doing it on. And... Um, in terms of finding what you want to speak about, just start talking. Yeah, you'll find it, what you'll find what you it is. Talk about like, like me, me and Jason comes? already knew each other, yeah, and we know what we like together. to talk about, which is like pop culture shit. What's going on? And not e not even just like with me and Jason, dude. We don't just talk about pop culture. We try to take the pop culture situations and relate it to our own lives and our own situations and. Yeah, especially young adults, what we go through in creatives, how we view situations, how we view it, and how he, we would from handle a black male's perspective. Yeah. and then you guys never hear us just talk about some pop culture shit and just move on. Like, just we're just like reporting the news for you guys. Nah, you guys have Perez Hilton and 
shade room and, yeah, and they do all baller shit. alert for all that shit. We are trying to dive in with a deeper perspective and and let you guys know what we think from black males, um, Canadians, Torontonians, creatives perspective. And hopefully that'll young adult dialogue. Yeah, and it, hopefully you guys will start a conversation with your friends, or it'll help answer some questions for some of you. A lot of times when I listen to podcasts, I know when someone's speaking about themselves, I look for myself in them mm-hmm. in what they're saying and how I can relate to it. So if you guys are listening to our our show and seeing parts of yourself in us, then listen, hey. We're doing our job, you know what I mean? Like we we wanna bring relatable topics to you guys that not only on surface level um can it, uh, appeal to you, like we wanna get into those deeper topics and really dive in and break things down to the core. And so me and I think that's what we me and you do a lot. It's like we break, break everything down. down to its like most minute detail. Like, squeeze this, we just squeeze the juice out of any topic. Yeah. There's like there's like the surface of like blah blah blah, but then there's like what is what is actually going on? Yeah, what is the deeper meaning behind this? How could we use this as a tool to progress and, and grow and glow? So it's like I think the number one thing for that question would be just to start. Just start, man. Just start. You never know what can happen from just doing it. Like you never know what direction you're gonna wanna go in until you actually sit down and do it. You may think, hey, sports is what I wanna talk about and then you get on there and you're bored. Mm-hmm. Or you realize you don't have that much to talk about when it comes to sports, but you might have a lot to talk about when it comes to relationships. So yeah. I think that's the best advice we can just give is just start. Throw just yourself off it. that cliff, man. We always talk about it. Throwing yourself off the cliff and not, you know, pussy footing and hesitating like mm. you're never gonna know until you start something and then when you feel that fire fire in your belly then you know you definitely know but um thank you guys it's been another great week scary scary um yeah halloween is just getting less and less scary for me don't less fucking scary. try and jump scare me punching your face um what are you watching right now Stranger Things 2 was pretty dope. Netflix invited me out to see that. Yeah, I saw that. It was dope. Yeah, it was uh, it was really dope. So I so watched they showed it. the whole season. No, no, no. It was just the first episode. But it was it was dope. It was dope. It doesn't make a marathon thing. Mm. Stranger Things, what else is up? I don't fucking know. Stranger Things was cool though. Very rarely does a second season live up to the hype, but it's it's bigger. I just started Westworld. Oh, you just started Westworld? Mm-hmm. Ready prepare yourself for a mind. It's very dope. Very trippy. Where are you right now? Um, like third episode. Not too deep in. Yeah. Yeah. Ready but the virus that. is spreading. You're ready for the mind fuck. Violent. These violent deaths have violent, violent ends. And violent these violent beginnings. delights have violent ends. Assumption. Yeah. It's a very intricate show in that there's a lot going on. So I love that Anthony Hopkins in that about. bitch. Yeah, he's creepy always. Fava beans. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Um... This week, I am hosting at Stadium on Saturday, if you guys want to come by and say hi. Um, I believe there's going to be like some sort of Henny special. Huh. Um, obviously, that's the reason I'm hosting. The Henny. <laughs> the Henny. Um, what happened to Young M.A.? I guess we'll say that for another episode. Yeah, I guess we got to search for Young M.A. Where is she at? I don't know. Um, apparently, she's not marketable enough. Um, so we'll see about that. Um, but thank you guys for the emails. Make sure you guys have any more emails, any advice, any questions you guys want to ask us. 
um, anything, just write it to the extra gravy show at gmail.com. Remember, white people, we are looking for two honest bunch of you. <laughs> just two. That want to be on the show. If you don't have a lot of black friends, you are preferred. Um, just two of you. And yeah, we just want to ask some questions, man. We just want to ask some questions. And answer anonymously, but we want truth. You guys, yeah, you can ask us in the email. You can hit us up if you want to be on the show, actually, and come talk to us about it. It would be really, really dope if we can get that conversation. Um, other than that, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, the Extra no, extra Gravy Show. That's it. No D. <laughs> uh, also on Instagram, Extra Gravy Show. We're starting to post some content on there. You guys are going to start seeing some videos and Things that we enjoy, um, that we think you guys would also enjoy or learn from. Uh, and yeah, we're just going to keep rocking in the free world and do the loot. Oh, God, is he going to sue us? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nardwar, man. Nah. Um, ding, ding, ding. Yo, he should have had his own TV show for like a century. He should have had way more than a TV show. He should be on Beats One running his own radio station. Running his own shit. Like, Nardwar is a, a, legend. a legend. When he dies, it's going to be a lot of very <laughs> sad celebrities. Bruh. Like I, you're gonna see every celebrity. The best post questions. Him. It's gonna be crazy. He has the best research team. That's crazy. Nardwar is gonna be way more famous in death than he will be alive. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like no doubt in my mind. Because the amount of celebrities that will post him, or post a screenshot of when they met him, or a gift that they gave him, or I mean that he gave them. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Like, have you ever heard Pharrell talk about Nardwar or Kelly Rowland? Pharrell told Jay-Z that he had to get interviewed by Nardwar. And Jay-Z did, like, a five-minute outside of a festival in true Jay-Z fashion. Like, Jay-Z knows his 48 Laws of Power so well, dog. That's so crazy, man. So So elite, dog. Every other artist, fam. Yo, he's in like some back room somewhere remember, or some green room. I, <laughs> this nigga's at his festival outside. Said, "Yeah, I got five minutes." I remember reading something, and he was like, "Oh, people thought I was mad cocky because every time I be out, like, I'm not really like flashy. I don't really act like I. I'm always I act unimpressed. But it's like I've just seen all this shit before, so it's not nothing to me. I'm just like, yo, this guy. Nigga was rich before he came in the game. Oh, like this guy, he's chilling. He's so <laughs> chilling right now. Shout out to Jigga, man." The Jacob man. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'm Marlon. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got an ending song. What the fuck is your ending song, my guy? Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Overdose. We've been waiting four years for this one, you bastards. You bastards. And it's a heavy D production, you bastards. What song was that again? I can't remember. Ah. Guns N' Roses. Blueprint 2. If you, yeah. Jay-Z and Lenny Kravitz. And it's a heavy D production, you bastards. Life is all about guns and roses. I definitely skipped that song. What? Uh, that song was fire. Ending song is Overdose, Last Kiss. They've been send, out for a while. You have to send me that link. Uh, I definitely will. Pharrell <laughs> produced it. Um, I've been getting Jason's wrong, so. Jason's songs wrong like every week. <laughs> The wrong song. <laughs> the wrong, the wrong, the wrong song. song. Don't know how to be good. Don't know how to be good. I don't know how to be good. That wrong, wrong, wrong song. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I like Jason. The beat. <laughs> Yo. 
I'm Marlon. I'm Jason. <laughs> that was the extra gravy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>